What's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode 44 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. This week, we have special guest Jason Jensen on the show again. Welcome, Jason. Glad to have you on the show. And uh, we're excited to talk about everything new that's been going on in your world. I know you've been been very busy lately. Um, so how's everything over in yes, Colorado? Well, well thanks. Uh, it's awesome. Things are uh, extremely busy here. Uh, thanks for having me on again. I really appreciate it. Sure. So. Well, yeah, we'd love having you on. And I think, and uh, we're always interested in seeing the ten thousand things you put together in a week and a half. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we we talked about. We're this, just jealous. Uh, we, we're just jealous. Yeah, we talked about this with Jason for our <laughs> listeners out there. It, the, you know, I mean, he's always putting something new up just about every morning when I get on uh, and check Facebook. There's always something new up that Jason's done, and I'm thinking, how in the world does this man find the time to do this? <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's, it's, we we joked about it the other night, and I was like, "Man, I, I, there's no way I I could do that. I would I, I would fall over on my face just out of exhaustion." All right, and welcome to our special section uh, called the Patron Questions of the Week. That is where our patrons get to ask questions to either us or our guests. And if you want to join that part of the show, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash customs and join in on the fun. So here we go. Real quick, I know we thank him at the end of the show as well, but we are going to thank Thomas Schwarz, our new patron. Um, if you want to become a patron like him and all our other patrons to get your questions in the show, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash customs and join in on the fun. So let's start off with these questions, Jason. Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right. The first one is from Lynn. I'm, I, I think you've been talking with Lynn a little bit. Uh I think so. Yeah. He, he was asking about showing some of your work at the museum in Greeley, um, if that was ever possible. Um, I know you did some work that, there. Yeah, that is a great idea. That really is. Um, uh, for those that don't know, um, the town I live in, Greeley, Colorado, has a giant HO scale train layout in this museum. And uh, it's an incredible layout, and I uh, did a lot of volunteer work doing scenery there. Very cool. Uh, but, yeah, to have maybe have a, a time where a day or a weekend where a bunch of my models are on display there would just be uh, – that would be incredible. That would, That's a great idea. Hey. I'll look into that. Yeah, see? Look at that. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> so we'll get, we'll probably have, if you, if you do that, make sure you give us some information on it. Cause we have a couple of listeners that seems sure. that are interested in that. Um, yeah. all right. The next one is from Ron Clace and he's the mind mount models guy. Uh, yeah. he's brand new with mind mount models. So congratulations on that, Ron. But he's asking how many hours a day do you work, work quote unquote modeling? Um, he says he knows he likes to split he likes to split it up throughout the day, but he's asking, do you set aside time for personal modeling? It seems like you're always building for somebody else. So what's your balance of work look like or balance of um, modeling? I, unfortunately, it's mostly all for clients. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but I don't get a, a lot of time to do just my own stuff. Um, so I don't really... I just squeeze in whatever time I have extra to work on my stuff. 
And that usually happens maybe on the weekends. But Monday through Friday, um, I'm pretty strict. I usually start at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. And I'll work for, for three or four hours uh, before I have to then switch to doing my paid artwork job. <laughs> right. Um, and then in the evenings, um, I go back to doing a lot of uh, model railroad work for clients. And, but then there are days, I, like definitely Tuesdays, um, I'm at clients' homes working on their layouts all day. Right. So, so. It's, it seems like it's different um, depending on what you're doing, obviously. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I'm a freelance artist and I work from home. So uh, if I'm on a really big job, then, you know, the train stuff kind of gets pushed back a little bit. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's always different. I don't have a good answer for. Right. A, a Dependent on the workload. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, that's kind of like us with the show here. We, you know, we, we, we try to get some some posts written and some content done and uh we do two shows a week or we, most of the time we're doing two shows a week and you know in between that and family life and we're and real work that we you know we yeah. have to divide that up with time for modeling so it's very sure. similar just different types of work um, yep all right next one and greg put two in greg baker he was asking if you remember what your first craftsman kit was and my yeah for my well, first is a two-part question so that's the first part okay sure well, i was gonna say that's the oh. first part so <laughs> the first part was uh okay. what is your first craftsman kit that you recall okay the first kit i <laughs> i can't think of what it's called but it's a uh, a foss scale kit and it's the um coal uh it's like a little house with three dolls next to it that oh, hold coal yeah 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 um it's got it's like, like i think it almost looks like an I old outbuilding with coal yeah yeah yep i believe i may be wrong but i think if you're on their page um it's the last kit in the ho scale section i'm looking for it real quick i'm just gonna type coal in and okay. see if i find it it's a cool looking building and it's it's a small one but there's a lot of detail. It, yeah, very small. Yep. Um is it Fenmore a uh, Finemore Fenmore Brothers Cole? Yes. Yep, that's it. Very cool. Yeah, it's the last yeah, one. That was my 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 first one. Very cool. So um and then the second part of his question was which kit or kits have taught you the most um from modeling? Ooh, that's tough. That's a tough one. Uh, because I've really progressed. And when I started out um, years back, I was uh, putting together plastic kits. Right. I think that's trying probably to make it, most of our origins. Yeah. And I'm trying to make it look like wood. And I'm, I remember using a wire brush and going over the wood siding on, on the plastic kit to put lines in it to rough it up to, to give it a wood grain, you know, and, or, uh, some really coarse sandpaper to rough up the plastic to make it look like wood. Right. Um, so 
Boy, that that is tough. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, so I'll backtrack while you're thinking. Um, sure. My first craftsman kit that I did um, was actually. Where is it sitting? It was a Bar Mills kit. Um, mm-hmm. It was like one of their Bar Mills basics kits, and uh, it was just a small little like out like a little shed building. It might be two inches by inch and a half deep. Uh, real small, and it was probably, I think it's like one of the little $25 kits that they have, and that was my first quote-unquote uh, craftsman kit. I was just dipping my toe in the water with it, and I fell in love with the wood, working with wood from that, and then it was a few short days later that I was ordering too much, too, me- too, much, too fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I actually learned more now from kit bashing than I do just from putting a kit together straight out of the box because the challenge is how to make things fit together, how to use different materials like the, uh, the corrugated paper, you know? Um, I'll agree with that. I would say I would learn, I learn more from uh, kit bashing because you're forced to, uh, figure out problems that you run into putting putting it all together. I'll agree with that. I and I'll add to that with uh, scratch building is the same. Yeah. Um, and actually, even with kit bashing, I'm sure you've run into this too. At times with kit building, you can get into scratch build as well because you might have to fill in odd areas or some things don't quite meet, and you have to yep. you have to start cutting and finagling things to make them work. And uh, yep. Uh, yeah, I think if I had to pick a kit though that I learned the most from, hmm, uh, it's tough because they're all so different. Um, yeah. I think it would probably be the I don't know. I it would be Roland's welding. It would definitely be Roland's welding from oh, okay. from Foscale, but not not in a way that you would think that you learned. Uh by like technique or anything. I think I learned um, the most from that kit because, and I recently just kind of refinished it again. Uh, and that, you had reached out to me about the rust I did on that. Um, yeah. But the, what I learned from that one was more of being patient because when I was first working on that kit, I blew through it and wasn't happy with it. And I shelved it and it stayed on the shelf for a year. And, Finally, I got it back down just a month ago, and I re re refinished it, and uh, it turned out amazing. But really, what I learned from that was just not to rush. And I think that was more of a yeah. a lesson kit where I looked at it originally and I hated it. Um, but then once I was patient enough to sit back down with it and not angry at the work I did to try and doctor it back up, it looked way better. So yeah, probably not what I. Probably not what you were looking for from what I learned, but most of it, like Jason said, I just learned from either kit build, kit bashing, or uh, which I haven't done too much of, or uh, scratch building. Scratch, yeah. So I really like the scratch building myself. I have, uh, I love these giant piles of uh, um, clapboard and uh, board and batten siding that I have, uh, and. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now, and every time I look at the blank sheets of wood, I just start to imagine like what I can make out of that. So, 
that's even, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think you brought up a great point that, you know, the best lesson you can learn in modeling is patience. Right. Don't, don't try to do it all at once. It just doesn't work out. No. And, and even to this day, when we claim that we become more patient, I'm sure you're the same way. We have our moments oh. where we're like trying to force something <laughs> yep. and you just got to wait. You just yep. got to wait. Um, yep. So we have one more from Greg Baker. And uh, he was saying that, um, obviously, you do a lot of work with, uh, the, you know, with kits in wood. Um, mm-hmm. But do you have a second favorite material to work with? And also, do you have any materials that you will try to avoid at all costs, just for personal preference? Well, I, <laughs> I'm kind of steering away from plastic, but... Uh-huh. There's some great plastic kits like brick buildings that are made from plastic. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I love working with wood. Uh, it's just become my favorite. So, um, yeah, it's another tough question. There's not anything I really avoid in working for clients. I'm forced to work with a lot of different kits. Of course, yeah. And you're wor- yeah. you're working with what they want, obviously. Yes. Yep. yep. Um, I will say you were talking about plastic and how there's some that are have a lot more detail and they're a lot um, better for plastic. For if you're going to go with a plastic kit, there are better ones out there. Um, mm-hmm. The have you worked with any of the Railway Design Associates, the RDA kits? I have not. No. They are. I have an Iron Forge and another building I haven't ripped into yet. Um, I got it like a year last year ago, probably about last year. But the plastic on those is just – the detail on them is just amazing. It's a lot of stonework. Um, cool. A lot of old stone buildings that they have. But I just uh, – the the plastic is nicer than some of the other kits that have a flimsier, thinner plastic. Uh, and they just look – like once you've painted them, they look uh, – they have that heavy look. They just look uh-huh. like they're supposed to be a real stone building. And uh, – it's it's rare to find plastic that detailed, and if you ever get a chance to check them out, Jason, it's a uh, uh, Railway Design Associates, and they have some okay. cool stuff. So cool! And I've every now yeah. and then I've seen other people. I don't think they're very common, and I don't I don't see a lot of people sharing photos with RDA kits. So I but but occasionally I'll see people working with them. Um, mm-hmm. But I, but I'm with you though. Wood, and I always end up going back to wood kits. They're just, yeah, so much you can do with them. Well, and, and, I, and now that people I are cutting the, in different materials into the wood, like brick, some of the brick sheeting for oh, wood yeah. is just yep. fantastic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and I think the key is uh, to figure out what type of glue works best on what material. Right, that is so important. So. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely go wrong quick with a bad glue. That's how your impatience <laughs> and frustration starts to set in. <laughs> yep. But yeah. I don't think there's any materials I will avoid um, altogether. I mean, certainly there's yeah, manufacturers I'll avoid so. that will that we they remain unnamed. But there's always yep. there's always kits I'll avoid, but I won't avoid a specific material. Uh, mm-hmm. And if it's new, it's just a challenge. It's it's more fun then. Yeah. Yep. So, well, that wraps up our patron only questions. So, um, 
we're going to jump into the rest of this episode now. So thanks for joining in on that little bit here, Jason. So we all, we I think probably most of our listeners are aware of uh, the new kit you released with Casey's Workshops, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but let's start off with kind of what everyone's working on. We'll kick it off. We'll kick it off to Jason. Yeah. Um, but what what does okay. everyone have okay. going on on their bench right now? Uh, right now, I have a kit from uh, ITLA um, that I'm working on, and I've been posting um, all week so far on uh, building this. And, uh, you know, like with every kit that I do, I can't just leave well enough alone. I had to add to it, and I actually made it taller. Um, and I used mat board. Uh, just simple mat board that you use for, you know, framing around a picture. You can get it at most uh, craft stores or art supply stores. So um, it's just a great material that takes paint really well. Um, it takes the pastel chalk powders really well. Um, and, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to get into painting it too heavily, you might want to put some strip wood on the back of it just so that it doesn't warp. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it I, looks amazing. Um, I mean, the, well, thanks. Yeah. I can imagine on it the building that I did. Quickly. Yeah. Now what I did was um, I spray painted, I used a gray primer on it. And so that kind of seals it. I think if you if you spray it, and you can spray both sides, and uh, it does act as a sealer, and then you can paint over the top of that. So very cool. And that that was cool. And then you what? From what I see, I guess you carved your bricks into that, or I did. I carved. Um, well, I put the gray primer on there first, and then um, I'm getting ahead of you. I'm sorry. I made it look like. <laughs> No, no, no. I made it look like stucco. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I took a brush and just pounced it straight up and down to give it a, a texture, and it looks like stucco. It looks um, amazing. So it, looks, that, it looks just like stucco, too. Well, thanks. It, um, after accurate. that dries, um, I took a blade and I scraped off a layer, a thin layer, and then just carved in some mortar lines. Um, then painted it, um, actually painted the mortar first and then went over it lightly with the brick color. So, uh, and it just really, it just matches. I tried to match what was already done on the kit. The lower half of the model is the basic kit that you get. And I just tried to match that. So, I mean, that's laser cut in MDF. So, Right. Um, I just tried to match it. Uh, it. It's it is a near perfect match. I mean, it looks amazing, and uh, like I said, the stucco work on it. I worked with some stucco before uh, when I did a lighthouse. Um, I used a stucco. I actually used the um, artist, the, that art company that makes the uh, well, I'm sure it's a product you've used many times. Um, I have it here, and. Um, but I like the way yours turned out. Uh, I use the Liquitex uh, ceramic stucco, and um, okay. on that. But the problem with that is, and that, and it turned out good. But the problem with it, when you do that, is it 
you have to try and get that. Oh, sorry, I'm making a lot of noise here with my drawer. Um, I had to dig it out. Um, far be it for us to not have any uh, loud, weird noises like animals and things going on in our background. But, um, it, you know, you had to get that sucker to stick to the side of the light. I had to get it to stick and adhere to the side of the uh, um, lighthouse at an hour. And then, and then afterwards, once it dries, I mean, it turns out nice, but once it dries, then you almost got to sand it down a little bit because it's a little too raised. And your version, yeah, it, it just looks natural. I, I feel that like most products that people use to create stucco, it looks great, but it's a little out of scale. Yeah. Um, it yeah. might be better on O scale, um, but I thought this technique uh, worked really well for HO. So. It looks it looks awesome. I mean, like I said, it's now the ITLA stands for what? I mean, that company um, has I've seen some of their kits; they're absolutely beautiful. It stands for Imagine That. Imagine that, that laser amazing? art. Okay. Huh. I, I think I think that's what it stands for. Imagine that laser art. Imagine um, that. But they're out of Canada. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and. Um, they're up in Canada, so, um, well, they have great, uh, you know, it's endless. Now that I've done this, uh, I definitely want to buy some more kits because, uh, using the mat board, it's, you can make these kits as big or as tall as you want to, um, just by adding to it with, you know, by using the mat board. Right. So. And I'm right. sure that if I would have taken the time, I probably could have matched the windows going through Kitchy or, you know, some other company. But All I right. didn't, um, you know, the, the kit only comes with so many windows. So what I did was um, I kind of spread them out. And then the openings that don't have windows, um, I'm boarding them up. I'm oh, just okay. putting some strip wood over them to board them up, so. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or you could make windows and block them up with, like, you know, some more brick line or with, with maybe a sure, yeah, like a cinder block. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you could. Yep. Yeah, you could yeah, fill just... it in with block or brick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, and the brickwork that you did, that you carved in, that I saw, um, is really really well done. I mean. It's amazing. I have a big sheet of mat board sitting here, and I've wanted to do something along those lines. Um, I bought it, you know, at the at the art store. It was they were running a special on mat board that day, and I was like, you know what? I know a lot of people have been building stuff with mat board, and I grabbed yeah. it. And I haven't done any. I haven't really ventured into that yet. But but uh, yeah, that's that's inspiring, you know. Now, when you do the mat yeah, board, you buy a white mat board is what you do or um i usually buy like a, a gray or a tan mat board okay. um just so that if i miss anything while painting the white's not going to show through right. so it's probably safest to buy like gray yeah but just because uh, it's almost like but a, you know and speaking of it's almost already like a primer color so if you anything shows through yeah it's not exactly. that big of a deal yep Sure. Um, and you had mentioned the brickwork, and 
there's a company, and I can't think of the name right now. Todd, you know it. Um, they do paper brick. Oh, yeah, they, Foggy they Mountain. They print it on a textured mm-hmm. fo- yeah, Foggy uh, Mountain. Foggy Mountain Model Works. Uh, oh, oh yeah. sorry. Fo- Foggy Mountain Model Craftsman Instructor Kits. Um, the guy's name is uh, John Schreier, and uh, it's a very good product. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's a great guy, and he's got some – those yeah. brick sheets are, are awesome. We have a bunch of them. Yeah. Yes. Did you try them yet? If you applied that, I have not, but I've been thinking now, if if you apply that with the mat board, like if you trim a thin layer off in a section yeah. and then glue in that paper brick, I, it would look incredible, I think. Yeah, that's so, a great idea. So well, yeah, now, you're, yep. now you're pumping more ideas into my head. Like there's not enough projects <laughs> sitting over here right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've all talked, you know, I just, I get these great ideas and I'm so passionate about this that a lot of times I'm up at three o'clock in the morning working on this stuff. I just, I just That's love it. That's how it gets so much done. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm oh, be yeah. flat on my face at work <laughs> on my nose. Oh my gosh. My, I, my face yeah. would be like, I'd be drooling on my desk and stuff. I, I know. My dream would be to to be to just do this uh do this as a job that would be incredible. Oh um, man. But, oh yeah. But yep. you know yep. there's bills to pay and, and mouths to feed so <laughs> I drag yeah, my right. I drag yep. myself to the grind every day but you know <laughs> we find time. So and, so hey, Brett what are you working on? I well actually real quick oh, go, before, go before we jump into mine um, just so our listeners sure. are able, because if they're not, I mean, they, they should like your page if they don't. That's a, we're going to guilt trip our listeners into it. So if you want to check out what Jason is talking about, <laughs> you need to go over to his page. It's uh, yeah, Jason Jensen's Trains, and it's on Facebook. Facebook. Just look up Jason yeah. Jensen's Trains, and we'll also have a link in the show description to check out um, the building that he was talking about. Uh, but we'll throw the, if you don't mind, I'll take one of these pictures and put it in as the cover art for our episode. Um, oh, yeah. Just so people can yeah. check it out. Um, and then they'll head on, hopefully they head on over to your page also to see what you've been working on. Um, sure. But with that, what am I working on? All right. Uh, so I'm kind of a... I'm a, I'm scattered all over the place right now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I, I, my like my brain the last couple nights I've been down here has been like six projects deep. Um, so I've been working on the water for what seems like forever, but there's 16 feet of water, linear feet of water. So it's gonna take me forever to, to do this. Um, so what I do recently is I've been working on a section of the water or a layer of water, which we'll talk about later. And then I'll run over to my bench and I'll work on this scratch build that I've been working on lately, um, uh, which it's turning out okay. Uh, I think once I, I, love it. I think once I weather it, it'll look a little better. I don't like how vivid the signs are right now; they're a little too bright for me uh, and fake looking. But I'll weather them a little, just a little bit, to make them look less vibrant and, and fake looking. So uh, actually, and that's that's the building that you did. That you were working on on your live, correct? Facebook Live, correct. I found the picture of that on okay. Shorp on Shorpy.com. Um, 
Are you on Sharpie, Jason? Or do you do you subscribe yes. to Sharpie? <laughs> yes. They they infiltrate yeah. your in, they infiltrate your email every day with with uh, with ideas. <laughs> um, yep. Sometimes it's a sometimes it's a strikeout on that day, and it's uh, not very good for modeling work. But but it's still interesting photos nonetheless. Uh, but then every now and then you'll see a photo, and you're like, uh oh, now I'm in trouble because now I'm I want to do that thing. <laughs> Like, or and it might not be the whole photo that you want to do. It might just be an idea. Like today's, there was a. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw today's. There was a street scene of a of a of a street in a mining town in Arizona from the forties. Um, and it was just a cool. The way they strung the power lines across the street from building to building across the street was just really. It looked awesome. So it, it's something small that you could take away. You don't necessarily have to do the whole street scene. But anyways, back onto that to that building yes that is a shorpy building um i have not found any other information on it but uh i kind of took my own liberties upon customizing a little bit i did not make it a four-story building i made it a three-story building uh, but i did i did custom make all of the signs that are on the, the structure because i couldn't find them anywhere else so i grabbed that photo from shorpy and brought it into my photoshop and blew it up and remade all of these wall signs that are on the front of that building. Um, and I'm going to put a little storefront out on the front. So since I couldn't find any historical information on that building, I threw it out to all of the people all the, who were on that live video on Facebook on Monday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came up with a name for the building, and I liked it. It was Mountain Goat Greg or Greg Baker who came up with the idea. It was the, uh, the short building. Since I lop the fourth story off the top of it so <laughs> i'm gonna just call that one the short building and it will be short shorts lunch corner uh, oh that's cool it's just a cool name for a little lunch shack on the corner of the building um yeah and, yeah. and once i i like i said i don't like how vibrant and white the signs are um so i'll tone them down just a little bit with a little bit of pastel chalk dust um yeah just and not enough to where you can't read it, but it's just too it's way too vivid right now. Um for me. Sure. They they turned out great. You, you matched them. Um I'll take a light gray pastel chalk powder yeah. and brush it over it and it just gives it a sun faded look. That's all I'm going for. Because I don't want them to look like, Yeah. I did put a ghost sign on the other side of the building that I don't know if it's really there in real life or not. But since I only have one photo from Shorpy to go by, I'm kind of on the rest of the building. I'm taking some creative freedom. Why not? Uh, yeah. So I put a ghost sign on the one side where it would be ex- exposed to an alleyway or a street. But that's that whole front of the building, um, I don't want it to look like dilapidated and the ads to be old and falling apart. But I still want them to look like they've been hanging up for a, a summer or two. Um, just a little bit worn. Yeah. So I will. Well, it's great that you use uh, Photoshop. Uh, that's a great tool for making signs. It, it is. It is invaluable. Um, yes. It. I. I don't know how many I've made. I made some for my dad as well with Photoshop. Yeah, you have. Um, yeah. You made one for that one uh, Casey's. Uh, Casey's. I made the Bob's Bait Shop. I did that, and, and I did. Yeah. Davies. Was that the one you yeah, did? Was that Davies? Yeah. Davies. Uh, um, Boat repair. Boat, boat repair, correct, yeah. yeah. 
that he did them, and and they turned out awesome. And I think there's photos up on our Instagram and our Facebook. What's for, cool about Photoshop? Uh, what's cool about using Photoshop, Jason, is uh, it allows you to get down to the sixteenth of an inch with a artboard size. Yeah. So really, you can get uh-huh. you can get any shape or size sign or or graphic that you want for model railroading. Yes. Yep. So have you done that? I'm sure you have. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I'm actually doing it more and more, starting to use uh, Photoshop to, to make my signs. Uh, I, just, I love it. It's it's yeah. awesome. And the amount of fonts that are available, um, I, I like a, there's a site called Font Squirrel. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh-huh. Uh, you can get, like, there's thousands and thousands of fonts that are even free for commercial use on Font Squirrel. Um, I, I use them for almost every sign I do just because the possibilities on there are endless with what, what you could use. So, um, What was that noise? Yeah. That wasn't on my end. I don't know. I heard it. Oh, it sounded like somebody was scratching a rap record <laughs> or something. Anyways, so, <laughs> so I have the short, I have shorts, the short building. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be the new name of it, the short building. That one is working that's a work in progress right now. Really all I have left to do with that is the storefront and uh, a roof and a sidewalk. So, and some weathering. So the, the assembly and everything else with that is, is done. I just more uh, like wrap up work with it. Um, and then drum roll. Hang on. <laughs> oh, let me lift these up. They're like six pounds. So my dad was so gracious to uh, bestow upon me one of his, kits that uh he was not able to get done because i i'm out of kits all i have is scrap i mean it's not it's a good problem don't get me wrong i have a pile of of uh scale lumber for scratch building i i I I could make probably 10 or 15 more buildings with my pile of scratch lumber um don't get me wrong i'm not complaining about that but uh i got a kit from him that he wasn't able to He's got a pile of them too, so he he gave me a couple of his kits to to wrap up. Yeah. Westboro Sandhouse. There's no way I'm gonna get them all done. Oh, yeah. it'd be like ten years. Yeah. So West, we've got Westboro <laughs> Sandhouse that I'm gonna rip into this weekend from uh, RailroadKits.com. That one will be that's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, that's a sweet building. Um, and then I I don't think I'm gonna start this one, but uh, maybe I don't know. I think I might just do. I might just this might be my long term project, Jason. Um. My dad gave me through graciously we received who was who was the gentleman that gave us the deal on the kits, Dad? Uh, Donat, uh, his name is Donato DeSantos. Donato DeSantos. Yeah. Um, my, we'll talk about the kit you got a little probably on another episode, it, Dad. Donato made it available to me, right? And uh, graciously through, yeah, gave us a good deal. Graciously, and um, but uh, yeah, I I got and, a uh, I got a builders in scale. Um, Sassin Vinegar Works kit, and it is a monster. So this one's yeah. going to take me all winter, probably. It's it's just wow. a, it's a behemoth, and uh, and thank you Donato. I want to thank you on the show for that. I, I think um, Donato listens, yeah. but um, yeah, he, he does. So this will um, be this will yeah. be a long term project for both of us because I think my my dad got a FSM kit, um, and I got the Builders and Scale kit. So that's what's on my workbench. The the... And we're going to use them to build and show everybody, yes. you know, how they're built and 
and, and, and how we screw things up and, you know, those <laughs> kind of things. Never. We're perfect. <laughs> but, um, Everyone's a perfect we're, modeler. We're we gonna never make screw it up. So everybody can experience it. So, but, yes. so, yeah, so I have the scratch build. I have some scenery, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And I have these two brand new kits, the railroadkits.com kit, the um, Westboro Sandhouse will be my next thing to tackle which I've already opened and started preparing because I'm going to be wrapping up my scratch build here probably tomorrow night or Friday night. And um, Sass and Vinegar Works is just, it's I can just, when you open it, you can just tell it's going to take two months to do. So uh, that one's a long-term <laughs> kit. But that's what I got going on, some scenery and some buildings. Uh, so we'll wow. S- I'm I'm busy. I'm all over. When I when I I wasn't kidding when I said I'm like scatterbrained right now. I'm all over the place. Yeah, right. you guys are gonna run out of room on your layout. No, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good problem. No, no, we can. Uh, you can always add. You can always add more layout. I'm so, looking at uh... it now. We probably have. Okay. A, we can add. We can add an extra eight foot section if we had to. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. We're, we're we're good there right now. We we put our buildings on and because we're doing a an urban scene, Jason. We're and we're um, trying to cram city, and we're cramming a lot of buildings into smaller spaces. And as a result, it's giving you a lot of space on What's... the layout. And we're looking at it after we spent all this time, a couple of years making all these kits, and we put them on. And we we were both. You sitting think down you there. have a lot to cover it? Yeah. And then you put them all on the layout, and you're like. <laughs> Oh my God! We've only covered a quarter of the layout. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything's so crammed, you know, and um, and we like that. We like that look. I mean, we want that, but it's um, you know, it's it is kind of intimidating uh, to look at it after you crammed it all in. Going, oh my gosh, what am I gonna, you know, we I, I just spent two two and a half years building <laughs> these. What am I gonna do? It barely what am I covers do with it. The other three quarters of this layout. Well, we we have some things that'll be filling it in really quick, but. But it's uh, you know it, it is uh, it is dawning. We we won't if we run out of room. I assure you, we will make more room. You know, but okay. Um, anyhow, <laughs> uh, yeah. The um, the actual um, well, my are we going to my workbench now? Go for it. I ate up yeah. too much time with my yep. side. Yeah, I don't know why my phone just uh, um, did that. But um, anyway, it's a. Uh, I, like I said, we. I want to thank Donato. Uh, I told Donato. I mentioned him on the phone on on our podcast. Uh, Donato DeSantis, and uh, he's a great modeler. He's been around a long time, and everybody knows him in the modelers forum. He's a good dude, um, and uh, he has a lot of friends out there. So if you know, uh, he's. I, like I said, he's. Uh, I believe he's moving to another scale, and he was uh, looking to move some of his uh, kits that he has collected over the years. So. Um, that's, uh, that's that. Now on my workbench, I am still, I am still where I got to talk into this mic. I, I, I keep moving my head away. I'm still working on the, the lumber yard. Okay. I built the Foss scale kit. Uh, Jay, we, we talked about that before the Jay Grove woodcrafters. And I love that part of it. I had so much mm-hmm. fun with that, you know, but, and I've talked about this on our, uh, patron only podcast that we do the little short one. And I, I have yet to mention it on here, but, um, and this is something that we, that we talked about before, but um, I'm I'm kind of not enjoying this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's turning out very very well. The, the kit's turning out well. I've it I've looked, kind of it looks on, awesome. 
the sawmill part of it um, is turning out really, really nice. Okay, and it is a, a board by board construction kit from a, something that's no longer made. I mean, uh, with the out of production uh, type kit and um, Danby sawmill, and I'm adding it to the to the Foscale building. It's a, like a two structured, but they're joined together, and I'm not. I, I'm liking it. I'm liking how it turned out. I'm not enjoying the build of it. I'm not enjoying. I'm not. I'm not motivated. This is not motivating me. Um, it's turning out nice. I'm. I'm. I've kind of gone away now from the instructions after I built the actual machinery part and the platform it all sits on. And instead of doing the instructions versions, I've kind of thrown the instructions to the side, and I'm kind of. <laughs> I'm kind of scratch building. The rest of the structure onto it with uh, my own version, so you can see all of the detail inside it. And I will put up some like um, some uh, lighting, LED lighting inside, uh, so that way you know it'll light up underneath, and you can actually see the in, inner workings of the sawmill. Um, that, that's where I'm at. Uh, I've kind of built the framework for what would be like a pavilion type roof. Um, and then tonight, after this show, I'm going to step into um, making canvas. Um, there's going to be in between the pillars uh, to close it off, uh, you know, in inclement weather or whatever. I've seen some photos courtesy of Ron uh, Kleiss. Is that his name? Yeah, Ron. I had a, one of our listeners uh, and a patron, uh, Ron uh, Kleiss, and he has Mind Mountain Models. And uh, he sent me some photographs of a another modeler's build uh, that are found on one of the on, on one of the uh, forums. Uh, I could share that maybe uh, on Friday uh, when we put the cast up. But um, and in it, it had uh, it was a beautifully done lumber yard or lumber mill, and it has uh, in between the pillars uh, that are open uh, open air. It has canvas uh rolled up canvas like a curtain that would drop down and they're all roped off and everything else it's really neat kind of like almost like blinds on a window and um i'm going to make those canvas and uh canvas rolled up canvas things and put them up uh on my um i guess that would be the uh, my framework uh on the overhead framework of the you know the alongside in between the pillars right. I'll put, so i'm gonna have I'm, to make many of these. i'm curious i'm How curious to know it? what your roof no no your roof oh, what are oh. you doing for the roof is well, it corrugated is it no, tar paper um, it's shingle? gonna be cor- it's gonna be corrugated and um okay. i was i was gonna go with a tar paper but i've done so much tar paper everything's tar paper tar paper tar paper lately yeah, yeah. and uh and i, I don't want to change it up so i went with the metal roof you know the metal roof with the, um, uh, the, I guess they, I don't know what they even call that. I guess it's a, you know the, the plated roof, but it has a the um, the uh-huh. raised bars that come straight down. I did that on the. I don't know what you even call those roofs. Uh, I did that on the Foscale model, and I changed that away from what he had, uh, that which was a uh, tar paper roof. Um, and now I, I'm going to go with the uh, the corrugated roof um, on the top of this one. Um, so that, that'll, that'll be kind of cool too, but, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I want to go with that. The, the, as far as making 
the canvas. That'll be my project I'm going to work on tonight after the podcast. Um, <laughs> I was reading how to do the canvas, and I saw some videos online. I can't remember who did put the video together. So it's, not, it's not my idea. Um, I did make a canvas roof on one of my other buildings before, and I used tissue paper that I soaked in um, a mixture of water and glue. It's about, I guess, about 50-50 on that. And um, you mix it up, and then you, you soak it real quick, and then you let it, uh, you roll you, you know, roll it and fold it and push it around with a, a you know, um, like a, a dull, not a blade, but like a dull-edged, uh, maybe the back of a paintbrush or something like that. Um, and you just kind of push it in, in places where you get wrinkles and you can roll it or fold it. Yeah. And then you let it sit and dry on a piece of wax paper so it doesn't stick. And uh, I did that uh -huh. before with one of one of the buildings. I made a canvas overhang roof, and uh, it turned out awesome. And there's an article on our website for it. So tonight I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to actually roll these, and I am not using tissue paper because this guy, I watched a video at work, and a guy made the, the, his canvas out of napkins from Taco Bell. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were brown uh -huh. napkins from Taco Bell. So today we're leaving at lunch for work. I was going to, I packed my lunch. This is a, a goofy story. You're going to have some fun with this. Um, but, um, <laughs> I was at Taco, I, I went, the guys came back to my, to where my desk was and they're like, Hey, we're going out for lunch. I said, I packed my lunch. And they said, we're going to Taco Bell. Well, my wife doesn't like Taco Bell. So uh, I don't get the chance to go there very often. And I do like Taco Bell as bad as it is for me. And I said, okay, I'm in. Cause all, everybody else was going. So we all went to Taco Bell, and we placed our orders, and I'm sitting there getting, with my empty tray waiting for my food to come out, and I'm, like, getting a whole big pile of napkins <laughs> in my hand. And all the guys are like, what the hell are you doing, Todd? I said, I'm, I said, I'm getting some napkins to make canvas. <laughs> I said, it's just so weird. You said we're going to Taco Bell, and I saw him. I wanted to make this these canvas things, and on the guy's video, he said he used the brown napkins. From Taco Bell, and uh, so that's what I'm going to do. I have a handful here, and uh, thanks to my yeah, co awesome. <laughs> thanks to my coworkers that uh, <laughs> some telepathically must have figured out I needed to go to Taco Bell, and uh, that's yeah. where and that's where uh, that's what I'm doing tonight. And it's the same concept: wow. you soak it, and uh, you know you roll them and figure them out. But uh, we're going to see how they turn out. If they don't turn out the way I want them to, then I'll go back to using the, the tissue paper. But, um, yeah, so that's my project there tonight. That's what's on my workbench. I think once I do that, I'll put the roof onto the thing, uh, like we talked about, add the small details, do the land. The... Oh, what's that? It's me. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> wow. And uh, I'll, I'll do the scenery, you know, grass and dirt and all that stuff. So, But, yeah, yeah that's, that's... That's so funny. You know, I was recently at... Burger King, and they their uh, coffee straws um, are brown, and they're thin. They're perfect for like smokestacks, um, <laughs> and they're brown, so it's perfect if you want to just spray a dull coat on it uh, and put some uh, pastel powder on it. You're done. <laughs> oh man, you suck, Jason. So, now I'm gonna go end up at Burger King, uh, and, I, and I'm gonna. End up <laughs> Take, I'm going to end up at Burger King where I don't need another burger for my belly. 
And uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, it's amazing what we can get at a at fast food restaurants. I, I've read so many stories yeah. about model railroaders that are getting fast food uh, at the restaurants, uh, and then and then yep. getting things like coffee stirs and and drinking straws and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, forks. I saw some guy made something oh, with a, yeah. one of those uh, spoons from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Some guy did a video on that. One of those nice know, forks. Yeah. Yeah, man, you're really loud. Am I? Am I loud? Yeah. Am I loud, Jason? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, you are. What happened? I don't know. Is it better now? Oh. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe. I'll turn my volume down. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, that's all right. It was picking up every everything you dropped over there. But, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> it sounded like it sounded like a, at a, what the waitress in the back in the kitchen had dropped all this stuff on the floor. But, um, my bad. Right. I apologize. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's what's going on my workbench. I mean, that, that's uh, it was it was pretty cool putting that, uh, you know, seeing that video and 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 looking that stuff up. And that's the thing. I mean, if there's something you can't figure out, you all you have to do is Google it. And then I had like yeah. how to make canvas. And so what I'm yeah. gonna and like six things popped up. You know, videos right there, right there to watch on, on Google. And they were YouTube videos through Google, and uh, you know, if you want to find it, it's somebody's done it. You know, we're not, we're we yeah. we haven't reinvented the wheel here. I mean, this <laughs> this stuff's been done. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah. So it's uh, that's that's something kind of cool I'm working with. But the um, well, I'm gonna try that brown uh, brown napkins. I I think yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, they have a little bit of texture to them. And I see where yeah. when they get wet, they may, they may uh, have a, a, a. I can see where you could get a canvas pattern out of it, which is kind of neat. You know how canvas, canvas is, you know, it's of course it's woven, but it's not super tightly. It's it's tightly woven, but you can see the lines on canvas. You know the, the thread marks. Yeah. Yep. I think you'll, mm-hmm. you'll get that a little bit. Now it might be a little overkill for for HO. We'll see how it turns out. Um, but yeah. That's 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 awesome. Now, um, what do we want, we're going to talk about one of the things we want to talk tonight about with you is on the kit that you're doing. You're, you're now the kit you built, and you're working with uh, Kenny Crump on uh, with Casey's workshop. Um, is is called what? The Wharf. Yeah, the Wharf. The Wharf. Right, and it's it's absolutely yeah. drop dead gorgeous. And we're going to talk about that more, you and I, yeah. at the show. It's it's a it's a killer kit. I mean, it, it is a, a really beautiful waterfront scene. Um, you know, and I want you to talk about it a little bit now, and then I just want the listeners to know that at the expo, I'm going to be talking to you and Kenny live, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a segment on it. Put a put a live uh, feed up onto our Facebook page. They can check out anytime, even if they miss it live, they're gonna still be able to watch it. But and we'll go into more depth on it, but. You know, give us a basic rundown of that new kit. Yeah, okay. Um, well, the full name of it is Steelton Wharf. Okay. Now, Kenny has already – he has um, Cameron Street, uh, which I believe is part of Steelton. And so it, they all connect. I mean, they all – it's all yep. buildings that I guess fit together in this town – I think that, I know where uh, he got Kenya that from. Created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We live so, near Steelton, um, PA, and they have a Cameron Street that okay. goes right through Harrisburg and into Steelton. 
And I uh, wonder if that's where okay. he was driving that from. But anyhow, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I cut you off like so, I do everybody yeah, they, else on the show. So no, <laughs> no, they all uh, – it all ties together. So um, – but it, man, what a project. Um, if anyone has seen the pictures, you know that uh, the amount of hours that went into um, to doing that for Kenny and I uh, was just incredible. So it, it looks it. I mean, uh, now one, uh, one thing to mention uh, the boats that are pictured on that model right. do not come with the kit, but you can order them through. Casey's workshop, or you can order them through um, Rusty Rail. Okay, cool. Rust. And they are Rust, resin. Rust, right? Rusty Rail. Yes, yeah, they produced them. So okay, and they're yeah. a resin boat kit, Brett. right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Hey, Brett, Brett, can you do us a favor? Can you back up from the mic, maybe like yeah, foot? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Sorry. Yeah. Hang on. That's, me, that's that's good. Let me move the microphone. Hang on. So everything else that is pictured it comes with the kit, everything. So it's just uh, packed with details. There's just <laughs> so many detail parts that um, come in that kit. It's unreal. So and that's 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 cool. Now, how many buildings are there? We love details. Um, uh, four four buildings. Four buildings. Very cool. Wow. Yeah, possibly five with the end boathouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have it right in front of me. Sorry. And and the boathouse sits down on the water itself, correct? Yeah. Or is that the yep, is that correct. the bait house? There's a bait shop and there's a boathouse. The boathouse sits on the on the uh, water. The, yeah, the the uh, the boathouse uh, where boats can get gas or repairs. Mm-hmm. That's down on the water. The bait shop is up on the wharf um, next to the sardine cannery. And and it creates amazing lines, not just roof lines or, you know, you know, everybody talks about roof lines or roof lines. Uh, And, and it's, it's not just that it's, it has lines. It shows you depth um, along the sides of the buildings or in between buildings and, and you know how they how they're arranged uh, on that. How they're arranged, the way you build it is um, is you know it, it gives uh, all kinds of different dimensions, which is really cool. Yeah, and the amount of different materials. I mean, there's clapboard siding, there's uh, corrugated metal siding, there's tar paper roof, um, shingles. Uh, there's just so many so much variety in it uh, that I think that's really what adds so much interest to the kit. Yeah. It has seawalls. You have seawalls on there that comes with it as well. Yep, it does. Uh, There's stone walls that are plaster and they come in the kit. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Everything you see. So you got a mix of materials. And if you're somebody who is getting into modeling right now, now, by no means would this be considered, uh, I think, uh, any, in any way, a beginner's kit. It's a craftsman kit. But if you want to learn it all, if you want to learn all of it, you know, how to work with plaster, how to deal with the, you know, creating the, the seawalls, 
working with water, everything. It, this is the kit. I mean, because it, 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 it has just about every material that you're you need to get, work with. You're going to get your hands on every every part of it with this kit. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys. Sorry about that weird cut in the podcast audio. Um, last night, which was Wednesday night, conveniently, halfway through our podcast, about, uh, you know, 40-some minutes in, my power went out. For no reason, there's no storms, but uh, it just cut out. So my dad and Jason were talking for a few minutes uh, with no idea that I had no communication with them at all for a few minutes. And they were just going on about their own thing, thinking the episode was still going on. And I'm in panic mode over here, stuck in my dark basement, trying to find my way, (laughs) trying to, you know, the lights go out in the basement and I have no flashlight nearby. And I'm sitting in this dark basement on this chair in front of my laptop and everything's off. And I'm like, okay. Now the now the memory's got to kick in to try and find my way back upstairs in this basement full of hazards. <laughs> so, it's like I, uh, a Halloween story. It's like a Halloween story. It is. Hey, the night before yeah. trick or treat, wow, and my power yeah. goes out, and oh, yeah. Well, a few a few stub toes later, and uh, my power's back on, <laughs> and we're all back. Twenty four hours. This is the officially the longest podcast, Jason. It's a 24 hour <laughs> podcast. And, and we thank you for yeah. for. Being willing to come on again uh, two nights in a row. Oh sure. So yeah, you know earlier earlier we had internet issues when we were first recording way back in the early episodes, and now uh, apparently I have power issues. I uh, you know maybe maybe I should just start paying my electric bill. No. (laughs) Anyways, no power came on about halfway through the night, and we're good to go. So we left off with you talking about the the wall, the sea walls for your kit and um the variety of different textures and roofs and 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 walls that come with it now i don't think i caught this last night are the walls made out of um are the walls plaster yes they're plaster they're plaster casts yeah they're sharp and and that's really neat to get something like that with a waterfront kit yeah you get the actual and the actual seawalls i actually enjoy painting those plaster walls because they take the paint so well oh yeah it really looks like stone yeah actually the ones i just did um my dad bought some of those molds for us to use down here and uh the it's like a almost like a big limestone block wall and i just used uh ink wash for the base coat because it soaks up that that dark gray it soaks up that gray ink just right away and it and the ink goes on kind of blotchy so it makes as an undercoat it makes a good like uneven coloring um, as a base coat, and then I come back through. I did it in a Facebook Live video. I came back through with a, a sea sponge and I blotted acrylic paint, lighter, lightened like watered out acrylic paints on top of the gray base, and it made an awesome texture. So um, oh, I just love wow. I love working cool. with that cast stuff. The cast, the, anything cast is like so so fun to work with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Now, and did you do, use, did, Jason, did you use uh, acrylics when you did yours? Or? Yes, I did, yeah. Okay. I watered them down and used them like a stain. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And then I, I think I dry brushed a highlight lightly over the top of it. Not much, just a little. Just and, to catch the edges. And refresh yeah. my memory here. What type of wall is that seawall? I don't have the photo in front of me. I should have the photo in front of me, but I don't have it right now. 
Um, is it like a block uh, wall? Just, or? Uh, no, it's like stone. Okay. Um, so you know, you, individual stones like stack. So you have yeah. the ability to put a random pretty, stone. Yes, yeah, so you have the ability to paint it a little more, uh, especially with stone, a little more. Uh, not wildly, but you can you can go cr- a little more uh, creative with the coloring of it because there will be inconsistencies in the stone, usually. Sure. In a stone wall. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Now, uh, one of the cool things uh, on that module, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that, is is how you do your water. I mean, yes, it was a really cool technique, and you talked about it. Um, on one of your Facebook posts uh, you put up each morning and um, on, on your on your Facebook page, Jason Jensen Trains, and you put up there about um, your technique for doing it, and I found that very interesting. And I, could, could you, you know, share and elaborate that with us here today on how you did that? Sure. Sure. Um, it's a very simple technique. And, you know, with my modeling – um, I am always changing things up, I guess, just so I don't get bored. And I'm always trying to try new techniques. So it's not always the same every time. But on this model, I used um, joint compound, which is like a, a pre-mixed plaster. Um, you can get it at Home Depot or any hardware store. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then I use um, a paintbrush, and I dip the paintbrush in water, and then um, you know, dip it in the joint compound, and actually paint the water on the surface. Oh wow! And yeah, so that's... you can <laughs> you can make your uh, your waves and like all the ripples. You want to create your texture um, with the joint compound. And so it doesn't take long to start uh, firming up. Mm-hmm. And so once that starts to happen, you can just keep dipping your paintbrush in the water and and painting with it and sort of moving it around and shaping it. And once you get it to the point where you're happy with it, yeah, then you have to let it dry. And you really have to let it dry for like 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, joint compound, sure. And then, yeah. Especially yep. in a basement. And or... then go back. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, but after it dries, then go in and paint it whatever watercolor you want. Right. Um, I have had some people critique my watercolor choice, really? <laughs> which is okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. Well, Did thank he, you. Hey, think um, it was too blue? To each his own. Yeah, a little too blue, and uh, um, and that's okay. I uh, well, they I won't like ours. Water before where I go, they won't like ours. Where then. I go, yeah, it, it's the area you're in or what you're sure. used to. So, okay. um, but um, but I have done water before where I add a little bit more green to it, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably what most people are familiar with. So, they, I mean, um, I think but like you little- said. Eat so. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Yeah. I think I think the majority of people would not 
have any negative comments about your water. So whatever yeah. negative comment you did receive uh, can be brushed. To, they can be brushed to the wayside because it, it turned out awesome. Now, like I said, depends on where you're at. I mean, now, what, what you, you know, because for us, it's we're we're doing the Chesapeake Bay region, which is gray. Okay? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of like a grayish, greenish. But you're I will gonna, say, you're not going to be able to see through and see your toes. As, you know, it's it's ugly. Now, yeah. now, <laughs> but but hang on, I did I did my I the base coat of paint that I did put down for our water is more like Jason's with it. It mm-hmm. it's a dark blue. Um, okay. Now yeah. uh-huh. we'll get into my technique a little later. I have a couple more questions for Jason on his technique. Um, yeah, sure. So so. You used a joint compound, and you were able to do uh, your wave texture with that, I'm assuming, too, correct? Yep. So yep. Now, I did – like, after I um, – sorry to interrupt. I, I no, it's good. Continuing with my step, I, uh, I paint it, and then I actually uh, do some dry brushing to highlight some of the waves. Um, and then after that paint's all dry, and it, it's acrylic, so it dries really fast. Right. Um, especially then on, I actually especially went on over joint it. Compound. Yes. Yep. Um, I went over it with uh, Mod Podge. Okay. Just a single layer? And uh, just a single layer. Okay. And as I put it on, you know, you can kind of dab it and create waves, create a small wave. Right texture when you're applying that and yeah, uh, it's almost like one a, thing it's almost like an elmer's texture where you can work it a little bit a little bit yep yep and i bought the kind uh it either says gloss or high gloss they now sell different types mm-hmm. of mod podge and uh, you want to make sure that you get the gloss yeah do not buy the mac no we the no, one that no. we we also use the uh, it's an almost like a pinkish orange container and it's uh, the gloss we bought the high gloss. Uh, yeah, we kind of made a okay, mistake yeah. and yep. bought a the gallon size. <laughs> we could do like we could do like <laughs> we could do an entire four by eight ocean scene with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. And I will I'll warn everybody that put it on in a thin coat. Oh yeah. You can add mul- multiple layers, but you want to go thin because if you go too thick, um it ends up with spots where it's a milky finish, like yeah. it's real foggy. I also it won't dry clear. Very very yeah. early in the podcast, Jason, and I hate to keep interrupting, but I'm just I'm running into things that I've run no, into. No, that's fine. <laughs> I when when you went on when you were saying go thin, um the first time we did the wharf, the which was the original part of our water scene, which you might have seen in some of our pictures, um, uh-huh. I got I put like two or three layers down, and I got impatient, and I thought, well, I'll just pour some Mod Podge on and spread it out, and it got milky, like you said, and it dried with uh-huh. a with a hundred thousand tiny micro bubbles in it, like an obscene yes. amount of bubbles. So, uh, yeah. I was very unhappy with that, and I actually painted over top of it and started over <laughs> again because it was yeah. an obscene amount of bubbles. So, yep. just a, that is just, cool that you can do that. Just as you a know, just as a footnote it. to what you were saying, go thin because, like a yes. few other people have said on the podcast, in modeling like this, patience is a virtue, and 
If you can do a coat, step aside and work on something else, do another coat, it's going to look way better. Yeah. So, yep. anyways. But back- like you said, uh, um, people should not panic. If you put it on too thick and you get millions of bubbles in it and it's all foggy and milky looking, you can simply, like you said, paint over it with acrylic paint and then apply another thin coat of Mod Podge over it. Exactly. And uh, it'll be fine. So Yeah, you can save it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, you lose a couple hours. You do lose a couple hours of uh, <laughs> waiting for it to dry again. <laughs> but but it does make it, – yeah. it, yep. it erases that look, and you never would know it was there. So, um, yeah, you, yep. you learn from that mistake once. That's all you need to know. One, you just learn from it yeah. one time. So – so did you? Yep. Um, now I saw that you put some white caps in your water. Um, that yeah. was all done. Did you do that after the Mod Podge, and you came back and highlighted that, or was that all underneath the Mod Podge? Layer? No, it's it's all underneath it. Okay. Um, so everything is painted to make it look the way you want it to look first, and the last step then is to put that high gloss Mod Podge over it okay so very yeah. cool yep so that's yeah and you know i kind of i started with uh a medium a medium blue in the areas where i wanted it to look deeper i just added a, a darker blue mm-hmm. and then towards the shore i added lighter blue and even white then on top of the the waves right. so yeah and, and... just to give it that depth I thought I thought it looked like a postcard. It was it was great. Um, and when I first saw the the photos, actually I I saw the photos before you released them. But um, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was uh, fortunate not to be sent a picture of it by somebody else. And um, <laughs> and he said, Hi, "What do you think?" And I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is this is insane. This is great. I can't wait till you guys release it." Um, but um, yeah, of course I. Uh, it, it, and I looked at it and I was like, "That's a that's it looks like it looks like a postcard. This and thing I, is awesome." Well, well, thank you. And you know, that's exactly why I went with a brighter blue, mm-hmm. um, because I wanted that that punch that uh, that sort of over dramatic look, so that it grabs people's attention right away when they look at it. I think the yeah, and I think that's the thing that I was gonna say with before you even mentioned that. Um, if anyone hasn't seen that kit, and I know we talked about it earlier in the episode, if you go over to Jason Jensen's Train's um, Facebook page, and we'll have the link again in, in the in the show notes, the blue in the water, especially on a like what you were working with with a module, it was a module piece. That's really what you were doing with that kit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yep. it emphasizes the fact – I mean, if you don't realize it's water, uh, we can't help you. But <laughs> but adding the blue <laughs> emphasizes the fact that it's a seaside scene. And in my opinion, it's not like you painted it like Caribbean blue and it's these, you know, uh, bright neon <laughs> blue waters. It, but yeah. – but, yeah. This there's is, no sand. There's like no bartender out in the but, sandbar. But this you isn't, know, trying to you know, this isn't, sell drinks to the yeah, con, right, you know, with a right. pool dancer. Okay, <laughs> but but I, it's but nice. I, but I'm but I'm getting to the fact to the point. I'm sorry. Of 
you know, adding blue to it and the fact that it is a little more blue than probably in real life, in my opinion, is okay because that's what we're doing as well. And I think it's okay with with your model railroad for two reasons. A, it's it's your water. You can do whatever you want with it. And B, uh, sometimes I feel like that over-exaggeration of color a little bit is okay, especially in modeling because uh, I don't personally want, like, if we were doing the Chesapeake Bay region, I don't want like this gray, nasty Chesapeake Bay water on my we way out. We shouldn't say it's nasty yeah. because it's actually very beautiful. Yeah. Okay, uh, it is a very, but it's not. Well, it's hang not on. Your let normal, me it's not let me water. let me restate this. The Chesapeake Bay <laughs> overall is not an ugly place. It's a beautiful yeah. place, and I if Jason's never seen it, the Chesapeake Bay is beautiful. It's but, a great place to go okay. boating. It's nice. Water. But but I will say. When you get closer to towns and ports, the Chesapeake Bay is not the water is not beautiful in near ports, yeah. and like oh. <laughs> when you're near Bal- Baltimore, Inter Baltimore, Harbor Inner Harbor, oh, oh. Annapolis, the water is yeah. not pretty. Yeah. So so uh, <laughs> and it, and it, and for a couple reasons, a there's there's tra- there's commerce going through that area, there's boats traveling through that area, um, and there's also other streams and rivers dumping into the Chesapeake Bay near these towns. So you get murkiness, but I don't want to model this drab gray, nasty looking water. So yeah, sure. I, I think it's okay yeah. to overemphasize the blue color in the water because it looks prettier and you're not, like I said, you're not making yeah. it bright blue, but you're, you're doing the, you're, you're doing it the way you want it and it doesn't look gaudy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. I, I love it. I will. T- I'll. Oh, I'll tell you a really a really quick story. Go I for grew it. up in in Clinton, Iowa, right on the Mississippi River, right next to it. And um, all I had known growing up was the water in the Mississippi. <laughs> oh and no! I just thought that's what water. <laughs> that's, I just thought that's what it looked like, right? So. So then after I graduated from high school, I moved to California mm-hmm. and man, I saw the ocean for the first time <laughs> and I will never forget that feeling. I was just blown away. And, 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 today... <laughs> and, then, I, and then I went back to Iowa to visit and, uh, and I saw the muddy Mississippi and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you're like, what's wrong with this water? Yeah. And, and you know, you're in the, yeah. you're, you're in the Colorado region and it's, it's, um, you know, you the, the waters there do have a, a clear bluer content to it than what some of yeah. the, you know, yep. cause you're dealing with mountain waters and such like that, you know, and, and yeah. it's different. So it's different, you know, and, and one of the uh-huh. other things I think you had to look at it and I think critics need to look at this is it's a, you have to look going on on the artistic level. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you're trying to do is draw attention to your waterfront. Right. Okay. And that's you're what I was getting. To... That's what I was heading yeah. towards when, when saying you're painting it to emphasize the water. Right. Um, you don't you want, want to draw it, their yeah. eyes. You don't want it to be dull and boring or a drab color because right. if you're doing yeah. a waterfront, chances are you want people to see your, to see your waterfront. So right. you're going to yeah. emphasize it a little bit more. And try to draw your eyes down to it, right? Sorry, Dad. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, no, no, take I, over. And that's your... just it. I mean, and that's just in, that's not just in that. That's in anything we paint, right? Okay, there are yeah, certain anything, things. Yeah. 
we want to use dull colors and stuff when when we there, there's a lot of talk of that in model railroading in fine detailing and fine scale you know modeling is using you know dulling down the tones you know that type of thing and you know that's why we do weather heavy or we or we put um uh chalks and you know pigments and things on in a dusty color you know we take the shine off of some things we want that we don't want things looking toy like however um there in all of that if you doll absolutely everything down on your layout nothing stands out it's gonna be a doll layout yeah. <laughs> you, so, know? I mean, yep. you want some th- some things have need, to pop it it it, it just creates yeah. focal points right absolutely and it's you yeah. know but uh yeah that's a cool technique too i never even thought you're the first person that i've even read about i've read uh, lots of things about water uh, and modeling water i have a book uh from ak interactive it's all about water okay and that is the first time I've heard of somebody using uh, a joint compound uh, to create the texture in the water. And, um, and, and the and, reason the reason I've done this is for um, clients. When I'm at a client's house, for one thing, I don't want to create a huge mess. You know, it, it's not my house. Right, right. <laughs> sure. So um, this is a pretty clean process and it's quick so the first day on the job i will completely put the joint compound down texture it all get it looking exactly the way i want it then i go home i come back the next day i paint it and then uh before i leave the client's house i put a thin layer of the uh the gloss over it and it's done wow yeah yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. Most saver. most clients are like, "Oh my god, this is yeah." They they can't believe how fast it went. It's like, well, yeah. So, so I'll I'll transition if you guys don't mind into what I do, yeah. um, and, and yeah. it's kind of a cool contrast to what what you just explained, Jason, because um, what I do is not in in any essence of t- t- saving time or anything. Uh, it's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. So mine is the slow and steady kind of game. Uh, but we have the luxury of that when it's in your own house, obviously. So yeah. what I did was on the wood, on the bare wood, I paint. And this might be more common. I see, I've see i seen a few YouTube videos um, showing how to make water like this. But I've kind of made my own adaptation to it. Uh, mm-hmm. I first paint, paint my base coat similar to your color. It's a gray, blue, green, murky color, but it's predominantly dark blue as the darkest, deepest tones. Um, okay. And then I put I put that down on right on the wood. And once the wood's smooth and sanded, I paint that base coat base color down, and I'll highlight some edges and make some lighter spots as well. But it's it's all just paint at that point. Um, okay. And then from there, I'll put my I'll put down my talus or my rock walls or any kind of seawall that's going to be touching the edge of the water that goes down. Mm-hmm. So I, a couple spots. I, we, we were fortunate enough to have a friend that brought us some sand from the outer banks. So we got some cool, uh, Atlantic ocean sand to, from the actual beach to put down on our layout, which is kind of, that's cool in itself. A, because it's from some a really fr- super, 
And it's super fine. Right. Well, and it's cool because it's a friend that gave it to us, and now it's part of the layout. And B, um, it's real sand from the Atlantic Ocean. So it's kind of that's kind of cool. But um, I put that down. Yeah, cool. And that's that's kind of higher on the edges where it would touch the land and thinned out when it gets deeper into the water. Uh, so once that's all dry, mm-hmm. the talus is dry, the seawalls are all dry, the sand is now dried mostly. Now I start with my Mod Podge. And I use the same Mod Podge that you used that you explained earlier, the gloss uh-huh. um water-based just regular old gloss mod podge it's in like an orangish container yeah uh and i i will put down i put down nine coats of mod podge on the on the water so wow that actually builds up a really thick layer of after nine coats even though each coat is pretty thin nine coats to ten coats is Mm -hmm. it it adds a lot of depth It, it puts depth in the water so what's yep. cool what's cool about it is now the clear the clear layer of water that's now smooth is you can visually see that it's deep between the paint at the bottom and the water the clear the clear surface um so that obviously takes a lot of time so what I would do is put a put a layer down each night and then get back to working on something else and then the next night put a layer down right when I got down in the basement and then get back to working on another project um it's a very time-consuming thing. It took about a week and a half to get just the Mod Podge down. But uh-huh. it does look deeper, I think. So yeah. once that's all down, and I, this is what I'm getting into now, the final coat that I put on was, or the final two coats, I'm sorry, that I put on was actually coats 10 and 11, which sounds crazy, was the AK Water Gel, which oh, okay. I, I text my dad about this. Uh, <laughs> I'm. If if anyone has ever used this and has devoured this product in any way more than I have, please send us a message. But I'm 99% sure the AK water gel is just Mod Podge put in an AK interactive <laughs> container and then jack the price up. I might be wrong, so I'm sorry if anyone's an AK fan or AK employee. I'm an but, AK fan, but you know, it uh, is what it is. I think it's Mod Podge. But anyways, <laughs> so I put I put two more layers down just to experiment with that medium and see if it was any different than the Mod Podge, and I, I think it's just Mod Podge. But anyways, so uh, that's the 10th and 11th layer. And finally, what I do is kind of a hybrid between, uh, I, and this is terrible because we've mentioned him on the show a couple times, and I I continue to not remember his name. But we will throw. I have it saved in my favorites. I will throw the link in the favorites in the, the show description. There's a YouTube video of a guy that made waves with Mod Podge and a popsicle stick. Um, and I will and I will now go over that with on the top of all these Mod Podge layers and make uh, a wavy texture on top. Just random waves, like if you, oh, were, in, okay. like if you were in a bay or a lake. Um, the ripples. Ripples, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will use Mod Podge for that. And then in addition to that, around the edges where there would be more of a patterned ripple or if there was a boat in the water where there's a pattern of a ripple, I will use the AK water gel effects, which is actually not Mod Podge. I swear that one's. I did open that one up and check it out. It is a lot thicker, almost okay. like a almost like a latex caulk material. It's, it's pretty. It's silken. It's a lot thicker, mm-hmm. and I will put that on next and create the patterns where the 
where the water or the tide would be hitting something and then making a ripple pattern out from it. Uh, and that will be after the wave, the wave part has dried. So, and then you'll paint them white. Is that what and you're then I'll, do? Or? And then I'll come back over like I did in the, the original Harbor that we did and paint the wave caps with a dry brush on and just paint them white. Um, yeah. and also, Another cool technique, and I will incorporate this near some uh, breaker walls or some rocky outcroppings where the waves would be hitting more, is a technique that Doug uh-huh. Pascali actually put on one of his DVDs with uh, latex, clear latex, uh, I'm sorry, clear silicone caulk. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. Oh, yes. Have you seen that? Uh, well, that's how I do my waterfalls. Oh, yeah. So you're I, familiar. I, I, I use, yeah, yep. And basically Doug showed on that DVD how to uh, you, you really just put an indiscriminatory line of, of silicone caulk down and you use a popsicle stick or a, a something disposable like a little spatula plastic spatula or something and you 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 whisk up the top of the latex so it, it becomes pointy in the direction you want the waves to be crashing um, and once it's dry, you come across with some scissors or some snips, and you snip the really pointy tops off so it's more of a level top. And then you just dry brush yeah. a little bit of white on the top of it, and that just looks amazing. So some waves, it really does. So yeah, I mean, yep. our, my technique is a, is a little bit more of the uh, long and long and and in the how do you want to say it? like the marathon method where you're where you're in it for the long haul and a lot of. <laughs> Painting and waiting and painting well, I think, and waiting. I think your method uh, gives more of a realistic and more of a deeper look to the water uh, than what I'm doing. Right. Um, but but now, yeah. to your credit, though, if you're working for a client or you're only working on a small diorama and you don't really have the time or yeah. really want, if you don't want to invest that much time into it, your method uh-huh. looks just as good, and and it still creates that depth. It's not, you know, just because you yeah. spend more time on it doesn't mean yep. it's going to look better. So, uh, you know, your method still creates that depth, and it still creates that shine like water would. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's yeah. any right way to do it. It's just it's cool. No, there's it's, about there's yeah. about ten or twenty and different ways that I've heard of. And it's cool it. that both of us. <laughs> yeah. It's cool that both of us have incorporated kind of multiple techniques and multiple mediums that you would yeah. never think of to make water. Yeah. Yep. So uh, let now, me tell you 30 years ago, I made water before. Oh, here we go. This is when layout. he walked up hill both ways to school. And... <laughs> no, 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 not the walk up hill. Oh, right. I, I, not, I did not know how to do water per se. I had to. Oh, wait, did you tell me? I don't, followed the directions, don't tell yes. me. Did you melt down the beads? No, no, oh, no. All right, all right. No, I didn't do that. Um, I made a, a little bay on, on the end of my layout. Okay, it's a good size layout, by the way. And, and and I had, it was time to put the water in. I had a pier in and everything else, and now I'm putting the water in on it. And uh, I, like, uh, it, 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 all the details were there. And I start, and I built up along the edges because it just kind of drops off to the floor, right? Um, and I built on the edges a, um, I guess I, I think I hot glue gunned it or something, some kind of a wood strip all the way around. It was maybe an inch high. It came up higher than my level to hold what would be 
resin, uh, liquid resin. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I so poured that. That smells. Oh, it that didn't smells, right. right? Oh my God, it smells. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, you know, and this wasn't in a basement. This is when we were first married, and I we were in an apartment. And uh, so it was all on the same floor. It was a big, big apartment. But it was, a, you know, in our extra bedroom. And I turned the whole extra bedroom into this big layout. And I poured this resin. And now, remind you, it's, a, it's an apartment. And um, This is my old bedroom. I walked away, and I came back a couple hours later. And I looked at it, and half of the resin's gone. And it's on the carpet. <clears throat> It leaked through. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you're, this, you're, this now you're not oh, you're not talking man. about this. Is the carpet in my bedroom would be bedroom? <laughs> no, yeah. When you were first born, yes. So we were only married a couple of years. So yes. So um, wow, yeah, that's, wow, that was uh, carpet we, that had to be. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that so so the product now. And the techniques now have come a long way because it was yeah, either yeah. resin back then. Nobody was thinking about, well, that's not true. Uh, Mod Podge was out then and or something along that lines. Um, they used a lot of resin and they used a lot of uh, the beads that Brett was talking about where you melt them down. I think they were out. <clears throat> Whoa there. Well, on my, on my home <laughs> layout, what I use for water is uh, it's made by Liquitex. They make acrylic paint, you know. Um, um, Liquitex makes a gloss varnish, and it's water-based. Right. And that's what I use on my home layout. And you can pour it thicker, and it's really glossy. Um, uh, it's really great stuff to work with. It really well, is. I thought about it. Uh, but it does – yeah, it, I mean it takes a while to dry. Uh, it might have a, a small odor to it, not too bad, um, but it is water-based, so easy cleanup. Um, How do, what about bubbles so. and such? Do you get bubbles in that? Or? Um, no, no, oh. I, I haven't gotten bubbles in it, but uh -huh. again, I don't, uh, you know, I don't pour it too thick, but yeah, you can yeah. definitely go thicker than the, uh, the Mod Podge. And, uh, and instead of brushing it, you know, I brush on my clear Mod Podge where this uh, gloss varnish from Liquitex, you can pour it. You can pour it on. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So, so it goes on much quicker. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty inexpensive. It's really not that – I don't know what a big bottle costs. Um, right. I buy very large bottles because I use it to um, – clear coat some of my paintings my canvas right. paintings and in, sure. and it's a so. liquitex product so it's probably available at most most craft stores right yeah michael's ac yep. Moore's are gonna have that yeah yet. yep definitely very cool i i like i do love liquitex products they do have a they do have nice stuff yes so. yep very cool so, so so what do you do for scenery i mean we talked about water what do you know uh, you, you obviously you have to have some vegetation when you do your modeling and we're kind of getting into that right now with our podcast and the next upcoming podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. We're going to be working with some of that now soon on our layout. So, you know, do you, um, you know, do you, what, what do you do for trees? Let's start with trees. What do you, what do you, what kind okay. of trees do you like? Or do you um, make your own? I, 
I think I think to make it look really good, the trick is to have a variety of trees right. rather than if someone just goes and orders a whole bunch of trees from one company and starts spreading them out on their layout, I don't think it's going to look as as realistic as it could. Right. And um, so, and uh, you know, a quick trick for that, if someone's going to order, say, you know, a few hundred trees from a company, um, you can use hairspray and spray some of them and sprinkle on some different shades of green ground foam right. to, to give a, a variation to all the trees. Right. But, uh, but I do both. I order, you know, for clients, I will order trees from different companies. Um, and then on my home layout, um, I actually hand make a lot of the trees. Oh, cool. So it's time consuming, but it's, it it's, uh, to me, it's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I like doing them. And then you spend all that time making one, you know, on your own. And then you're done with it. And you're thinking, this is gorgeous. I'm going to make some more. And then, <laughs> you, then you're thinking about how long it took you to make that. And I'm like, man, it took me a couple hours. It took me like an hour or two to make that, make this, to make the one tree. <laughs> You know, I said, yeah. how long is it going to take me to fill up my layout with trees? You know, and yep. I think it, I think you're right. I think you got to mix um, ones you make yes. and ones you buy and kind of mix them together. And I don't think there's anything wrong yeah. with that. Um, no. You know, people go, oh, you bought your trees. You know, well, be, you, know what? What? you know what would be really cool? And this might be crazy. Just hear me out, guys. So if, okay. every, if everyone <laughs> needs... Uh, a variety of trees, obviously, because when you drive through any area, you have a variety of trees. Not every tree looks the same. What right. if? And it's just this is just a big what if. What if you created like an exchange online on Facebook for trees, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, this and this might yeah. not work, but like, okay, Jason's gonna make ten trees, and we'll make ten trees, and then you exchange those tree styles with each other. So now. Our ten styles of pretty well modeled trees are traded with another person who made nice looking trees, and you're getting a whole different yeah. type of tree on your layout, and it's no different than just buying the ten trees for yourself, but you're making ten trees and getting a whole different type of tree that you would have never made because you know that person's modeling brain is completely different than yours as far as making it. It's like a, a tree, a, a tree of the month club. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but it's seriously, it goes back to like Jason said, if you buy them from other manufacturers and you buy them, you buy different, uh, like the kits, you buy the different tree blanks and you make different types of trees. You need to create that variety, but it's almost like it, the, it comes down to the model or two, because we've seen, and Jason has too, hundreds of different types of trees made and everyone's look different. So it'd be almost kind of cool yeah. to like get trees from other people too, because they're not making them the same way you are, just like you'd see in in the real world. Right, because you can get into a routine yeah. when you're making your trees. Hey, that's you, a million says, dollar hey, idea, this right there, guys. Great. I'm gonna make another one just like it. Oh, this one's keep they, they keep turning <laughs> yep. out awesome. I'm gonna keep making them like yeah. that. Next it'll thing be, you know, you got a ton like that. It'll be like the uh, it'll be like the Airbnb or the Uber of trees. It'll just, I mean. Uh, <laughs> it'll just be the, the 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 modeling tree exchange <laughs> now, now um i i've seen you know people make 
trees are a natural product and 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 we you know, we we try to do that sometimes too um it's you know i like i said i mixing them together i think is a is a great idea um uh, you know mixing some you made and some you buy and there's so many different manufacturers out there that have some amazing looking trees um you know yeah oh yeah and and so there's no reason why you can't you know mix it you don't have to buy like everything they got you know no, just buy a couple but, yeah a couple. Company, a couple from that yeah. one yeah yep um now when when you put your trees down um the um after you do you put your trees in before you start putting your grass and your dirt and stuff down or do you put your trees in afterwards I put the trees in afterwards. Okay, I put them in what, last. That's what I've right. done. That's, that's so what I, Yeah, yeah. But I, I have yep. read where a couple of people do that, and the reason they did put their trees in first is because they wanted to model the the the. the they, some of these people were really into it. They were modeling the roots under, you know, on the ground, everything. Oh okay, yeah. so then they yeah. fill in the dirt around the roots, and oh, it's it just nuts. And, um, you know, it, it looked, it looked amazing, of course, you know, I mean, they, they did roots stick, the ones that stick up out of the ground, they're like half in the ground, half out. The ones you and, get with your uh, lawnmower when you're trying yeah, to Yeah, those mow. ones that chop up my lawnmower blade, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, I mean, and, and it's okay, like I said, like Jason was saying, different species of trees in the same area is, is completely common. I mean, even in your own backyard, if you live in a, you know, rural development somewhere or, you know, or, you know, and, and yeah, like my yard, I have a dogwood over here, a pine over here and a maple there. Yeah. Uh, so, and they're spread out. So, I mean, yeah. but, you know, you go to your woods, uh, no matter where you're at, uh, you're going to have a lot of the same type of common trees there. However, you know, there's different species in that woods. And, uh, mm-hmm. so, but now, yeah. do you, do you model any, do you model like, with your layout, do you do spring colors? Do you do uh, fall colors uh, or mix them? I do. I like to do fall colors. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It so, is gorgeous. Uh, and fall it, colors are gorgeous. I'm sure. I'm sure most people know, especially for pine trees. There's, you know, the using furnace filters mm-hmm. uh, to make your trees, or using different. Um, Caspia with the uh, yeah. Tell uh, us how you make a couple the of sage, trees. the sagebrush. I mean, there's so many different techniques. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many YouTube videos on on how to do them. Um, I think to make the easiest way to make a, a forest of pine trees uh, is using the furnace filters. Right, and you just buy the wooden skewers, and then you cut all round uh, different size shapes uh, of the furnace filters and you start sliding them down the skewers and then um, like you're going to do a shish kebab on the grill yeah yep exactly (laughs) Uh, I think I think I painted my my furnace filter a really dark green to start with before I even cut the shapes out okay and then, like you said, I, I slid them on there, and then I use hairspray and, you know, spray it really good and then sprinkle on uh, the different 
shades of green ground foam. Oh. And you can make, man, you can make a lot of trees in, in right. one evening with that, using that technique. Now, the, so. the, the, fil- the furnace filter, do you, you, when you yeah. cut out the pieces, do you stretch them out? Do you thin them out? Or do you just uh, slide I them did. I, yeah, I, um, no, I actually um, spread them out, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I make it kind of thinner, you know. Sure. Um, okay. But. You could just you could leave it, but it, your tree would look like really super full. Yeah. You know? yeah I think it yeah. would it would it might look a little more fake. Where yeah. I think if you thin it out, you know, um, it gives it more of an airier look where you can almost see through it. You know. Right. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. great. Now, have you made any from the sagebrush? Because we're about to start making some from sagebrush. Thanks to uh, an one of awesome our listeners. Listener, yes. Yeah, he's sending us some sagebrush from California. Thanks. Um, thanks in advance. You know who you thank are. Thank you, Lynn. Uh, and uh, well, there you go, Lynn. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, that. Know, so we plan on making some really neat trees out of that as well. Oh, that that is incredible, and. Uh, I have probably a couple boxes just full of sagebrush <laughs> and they're great. Like you can just break off some branches and just boom, your tree. If you want like dead trees intermixed with your pine trees, they look fantastic. Just the raw wood, but you can go further and um, glue more branches on and leaves and you can just I, nuts detailing. I personally cannot wait to get our hands on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll be neat. I mean, that's that's where we're at right now. I mean, and now what we have to decide, Brett, is do we want to go spring or do we want to go fall? And I'm kind of like I, I don't know. I I think I think we could do uh almost a hybrid where you could do yeah. some still still incorporate some green, which we haven't done much of. Um but an early we, fall. But we could do like an early fall where some of the trees are starting to do the their color change thing. And uh, like it is right now where we live, um, yeah. you know, it's a late color change this year. So you're getting a lot of mix. So you, yeah. you still have a lot of green, but, uh-huh. you know, some of the sure. trees are starting to change and drop their leaves. I'm I'm personally a fan of that. Yeah, so, yeah let's do that. Uh, so, and, and it adds so more, it adds more color. It adds more color and and personality to your layout versus it being all green yeah. and lush. Now you use, yep. uh, obviously you use, um, the, uh, static grass. Um, you, you do use static grass. You know Jason? what? <laughs> I'm you embarrassed don't? to say that I've never used <laughs> static grass. Well, I never have. No, oh. I know it's, it's incredible. It's just you one just of those use the ground foam, that... the fine ground foam? Yeah, yep. Okay, yep. and we have some of that too. And uh, we, we've, yeah. used, we've used the static grass and then kind of mixed some of the fine uh, ground foam in there. Uh, and then, of mm-hmm. course, uh, there, there's the stronger coarse ground foam, you know, for shrubs and you know, overgrowth, that, kind of, that type of thing. But um, yeah. yeah, so what, what do you use? Um, you know, do you make do you make your own? Do you do you, do you use you know, woodland no, phoenix? Um, yeah, woodland phoenix. That's what I use, uh, okay. and they have different shades. 
right. um, of green and that they even get into the browns and uh, right. Yeah, there's all different like thicknesses to it. And sure. So yeah. Now yep. yeah, that's the thing. I mean, and there's we were talking about that last week on our, our program was the fact that you know we have some woodland scenics. I have uh, some scenic express, uh, which is amazing stuff. And, uh, and when you're next week, when you're at the expo, oh my God, wait till you see the Scenic Express display. Uh, <laughs> and he brings everything in the kitchen sink and it's there. But, you know, and, and it's good to have several different manufacturer stuff. I mean, yeah. they do make relatively similar type things. However, their shades are a little different and, you know, their textures are a little different. And you get a wider variety out of it, I feel, uh, by doing that. Yeah, and it's right. good to have different shades to mix the colors like you were saying but I'm yeah all... and i think um the trees the trees that are in the foreground that people are closest to those are the trees that you really need to detail and spend all your time on but mm -hmm. i have some <laughs> mountains on my layout that almost go to the ceiling oh yeah that... on those uh, on those mountains that are up high i actually have end scale pine trees up there and i just bought bags of them and sprinkled on you know sprayed them with the hairspray and sprinkled on some different colored green but you would never know i mean they're so far up there and they're away from you that yeah uh, people you you just you glance at it and you're like it's the same tree as the tree in the foreground yeah. <laughs> you know that's yeah, a great so. idea yeah definitely a great idea now um, yep. on your background, when you make, do you have any sections where it's just like bunches of trees all bunched together? And how do you do that? I, I do have one, like I just mentioned with the, um, I have a mountain in one corner of my layout that, um, uh, almost goes to the ceiling and I have a lot of end scale pine trees up there. Okay. And, uh, first I did my. I guess the, the forest floor, you know, I put all my ground cover on there and bushes and everything. And then I just started planting trees. <laughs> you just kind of, you, so, you put them close together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yep. that's cool. I, me personally, I think it's important to do your ground cover first and don't just sprinkle on a few different shades of green and then start planting trees because it, it just looks too flat. Right. I think you need to do um, small bushes, weeds, branches, um, really um, put a variety of textures down on your, on the, the floor of, of the mountain and then, then plant your trees because that's really how it looks in real life. Right. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and not every area of your ground has grass. I mean, I've seen some of these and yeah, everybody's yes. it's grass from one end to the other. And you're like, wow, really? They, they had that that's one giant heck meadow. Very well, very well planted, <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah. You know, it's good to have some patches that it's just dirt, you know, and then a, yep. you know, patches of grass yeah. in there. Um, you know, and of course, I'm sure you probably add like um, the taller uh, 
grass tufts and things like that. You can stick them in yep. randomly anywhere. Um, but it's yeah. cool to have some of that grass tufts uh, coming out of like a dirt patch where there's no other grass around or, you know, that. Yes. Yep. Uh, so, you know, and, and even that don't overdo it with the dirt for that same, you know, same, same reason, just a, just small yeah. uneven areas where you would, you know, find uh, patches of, of earth instead of grass. Yep. So. It, and you guys know, I am a huge fan of, uh, pastel chalks. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you a trick after you get your ground covered down and your trees all planted um, and everything's done, take your a brown or a rust colored pastel chalk, dip your paintbrush in it and paint it underneath the trees because uh. your, your pine needles fall and they die under the tree. So you right. get that brown reddish brown color underneath the tree and that's perfect and the pastel chalk powder just sticks to it that's awesome you don't have to glue it or anything yeah oh that's great what's what's cool about that is obviously to scale you wouldn't be able to replicate fallen pine needles yes but the chalk is just is perfect for that that's yep that's an awesome idea i would have never man i get so excited talking to you guys about this stuff. <laughs> no, that's, know, that's I killer. I would have never thought about that. <laughs> Honestly, that's... You have a million yeah. ideas. And, 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 you know, and that's the cool thing when we have you on. We've had you on several times, more than any guest at this point. Um, but, you know, it's... it's we I can, think I think every I single really time... relate I, with you when we honestly, talk. So. Honestly, every single time, Jason, I've... <laughs> I think I've walked away <laughs> with more ideas to spend more time down here on this layout every time I talk with you and I, and I, I and I, I've always tried them. So I, th- I hope our guests feel the same way because every time I, we've had you on the show, it's, it's like, feel, it's almost like when you go, I, and I don't know if any, if you've gone to like a work expo or, or a conference for uh, any kind of, not a motivational speaker, but like a, a work conference where, they pump you up, yeah, and then you walk away with like all these ideas in your head, and you get back to work, and you're like, "Oh, I gotta implement all this stuff. I gotta do all this stuff." <laughs> when I when when we have you yes. on the show, it's the same way for me, and I hope our listeners feel the same way because with you, it's like obviously you're doing this for other people, and you're doing this, you know, you're making now you're working with Kenny on some kits, and and you are yep. doing a little bit more and more every time we talk with you, but in the end, you're still modeling, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, yep. it's just like us where we have these each week. We have these new things we've either, we've either learned where you should do or you shouldn't do because they worked or they didn't. Um, but you're coming to us with the same thing. So, like a tip like that is that's an awesome one, and I'm glad you're excited to be able to share that with us. Yeah, and I love sharing these ideas with people, even with clients. No kidding, I will. Spend a day at a client's house doing all this work, and I'm showing them how to do it. And I encourage them. I said, you know, in the evening or on the weekend, you can do this. You can do this. You, you don't need me here, right? You know, you know, try try to do this stuff because um, on your own. I'm sure, and, and I'm they sh- do. They learn how to do it. And, I'm sure for you, it's 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 obviously. I mean, you you need to make a living as well. 
but at the same time as a as a modeler you enjoy seeing other people learn and want to do that as well yeah. especially you know you're an artist yep. and a modeler so you like to spread yeah. the technique of that art to someone else and watch them enjoy that yep yeah i mean if i had yeah. somebody build my layout okay which is great like jason does <laughs> yeah how much would it cost would for you to fly out to uh would... how much would it charge you would charge us to fly out to pennsylvania for a couple <laughs> weeks here oh no i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> you know what we could hang with you for a week and we could all work on the layout together that would be kick ass let me see if my yeah. wife will let me burn oh, a, vac- a week of vacation to have you hang out in my basement for a week <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it, oh. Yeah, what, is, what we could get done in one week, though. Oh, my oh, God. Man, oh, man. That would be amazing. <laughs> now, um, you know, when you have a client, I mean, and, and like I said, you, you you show them these things, and it's their layout. They're, they're building this layout. I mean, how, you know, it's got to it's gotta be cool for you to see if they actually do build something else of their own onto the layout that you're working with. And um, oh, now, yeah. it's, it's something they're going to be enjoying so they can put their own hands into it. Now, that brings um, up another yep. question. Um, do a lot of your clients, um, when, you're, when you're working with, and we've seen a lot of your work with, obviously you share them on your page, um, do a lot of them also try to ad- um, adapt some of those modeling techniques and then continue modeling forward after you've helped them, you know, get the layout to oh, where sure, it is sure and and um it, it's not I, so, even, so it's, i'll even i'm saying i'm sorry I they was just can pay me, that's fine i, I was gonna they say pay me to go Dave, in for guys. one day <laughs> all right we're gonna reset okay, go, go ahead, ahead go ahead right. you go ahead jason and then brett <laughs> i'm being a rude host i'm <laughs> sorry referee. right uh so a uh, a client could pay me just to go in for one day and show them a few different techniques. Say if they already have rock work done and they just want help with uh, doing like a forest, um, I'll spend a day with them, show them a technique and then they're good to go. Or I have clients where I keep going back and and sort of working with them and then honestly there are some clients where uh, they just pay me to do it <laughs> right, they're not right. very uh creative or artistic but uh they, well, they really to want to have a finished layout so uh they just have me do it okay so you get you get all in all ends yeah. of the spectrum sure so that's awesome okay right your well, turn, Brett. Well, he kind of answered my question, but I was, I was, <laughs> I was really just getting at the fact that, uh, or the, or the question of, um, you know, do you get a lot of people who are more interested in learning more about, you know, okay, uh, I, I know I want to lay out and I really want to do this on my own and I just don't know where to go and I don't know what to do. Um, so I contact someone like Jason and he comes in and shows me how to do this specific thing, whether it's like you said, a forest or a street scene or whatever it is. Um, or do you, do you get a lot of people who it's more of a, you do the work, set it, and I just want to run my layout. Um, and I kind of was wondering what the balance was with that, but you kind of answered that question. You kind of have all ends of the spectrum on that. 
Yeah, and you know the most important thing to keep in mind is it's not my layout. Right. It's their layout, and it's you have to figure out what their taste is as far as uh, how much weathering they want done, uh, what year they're modeling. Um, you know, a lot of clients don't want the heavily weathered stuff. They want it um, new because they're running um, DCC with very expensive brand new engines with sound. And, and so they don't want those running through a scene that has dilapidated buildings. It's probably, and, and they're probably more uh, – and, they, and, they, and I'm, I'm just speculating here. They're probably more of a modern engine with a modern – a more modern yes. layout up yep. to date. Yeah. Yep. That that might be that yep. might be a little tough for you too cuz a lot of the stuff what we see you enjoying to do is and that you share a lot of is uh uh yeah. very heavily weathered and and uh, much along the lines of how we like to do our buildings um on our own style but still similar with uh, the you sure. know the, yeah. the old the old weathered worn look. So I'm sure that's a challenge yep. for you too and and it's a good challenge too but uh, you go into a, yeah. a client's uh, a client's layout where they don't want it heavily weathered, and you probably have to rethink a lot of the way that you work on it. Yep, yep, definitely. Um, but it's great. I, I have so much fun doing it. And uh, there's clients that are really big into um, lighting everything. They put lights inside the buildings, on the outside of the buildings, and so – after I'm done doing what I do, then they come in and, you know, they're adding all these lights and um, it's kind of a team effort and it's just great. It's great to see how much joy they get out of it. Right. You know? That's awesome. So, no, oh, awesome. man, oh, I'm so jealous of that. That's like your, you know, your gig, you know, you get to go around and you do that professionally. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some... now, now coming up, you have uh, we have the the expo next week, um, and we got people yep. here. We're talking about you teaching. Oh yeah. Uh, you're doing a couple clinics. Uh, I yep. know you're doing the platinum clinics and the standard clinics. Um, can you uh-huh. uh, kind of give everybody a rundown of what you'll be doing there next week? Um, I have uh, a couple clinics where one clinic I'll be dealing with styrofoam and how to carve it, how to paint it, uh, to make it look realistic. Um, I think in that clinic, I'm also going to include working with mat board and how to paint mat board and also make that look uh, realistic, like either, you know, like wood or making it look like concrete. Mm -hmm. So, and, uh, the other clinic I am doing, um, uh, a, how to do a corrugated metal fence. Okay. And then how to do side sidewalks also. Oh, nice. Now, so, yeah. Will and I might be mistaken, but will you be showing how uh to do work with um the the foam base whether it's the how do I word that? I think before I heard you speaking about doing um, the insulation foam, whether it's green or pink, and turning that into foundations or um, walls or brick brick sides of a, or any of a foundation. Yeah, yeah. So are you? Yeah, like yep, for road definitely. surfaces and stuff. Are you going to be also going over that? Yes. Yep. Uh, 
Very cool. All Very different cool. uses for styrofoam. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that. <laughs> and then I have a, 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 a PowerPoint presentation uh, where I'm. It's basically a slideshow of how I go about doing kit bashing. How I've Ooh. designed uh, the kits that I have out, and uh, a very interesting. I think people will really enjoy. Is I it... think they'll enjoy all the clinics. Now the. But uh, I think that'll be interesting to see, to, to see so much of my work. Right. Mm-hmm. Now the kit bashing. So one that you're talking about um are you going to explain the techniques of kind of how to look at a kit or look at a couple kits together and and um and kind of dissect a a little bit dissect the architecture of them and show (laughs) and show how you can and mash how you can mash these together to make a completely unique structure or what's what's kind of behind that what what will be behind that class um Okay, so on on kit bashing, um, you know, on some where you're combining, say, uh, say you're combining three kits, and right. a good example is the kit bash I did for the NMRA contest. I don't know if you remember that I used three kits from um, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy's. Yep, I remember that one. Uh, the, the, uh, the model railroad, railroad, railroad kits. kits. Yeah. Okay. So um, there was a building in the center, but then there was two other buildings that I wanted to put. I wanted to put one on each side. Well, I wanted to align the rooftops. Well, those two buildings were very different heights. So uh, I did line up the roof, but then that left me with having to create uh, bases um, underneath the other two buildings, you know, underneath them to to level out those roofs. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. No, completely. Um, so yes. a lot of a, a lot of times you're figuring out how to line up your roof first, and then worrying about the space under it. If you want to make it a, a stone foundation or concrete or whatever. Um, but I think it looks more pleasing to the eye. Sure, you give a different. Line. Yeah, you have a roof line yeah. that's that's that yep. you've evened out, but you give it a different, unique look to it uh, by combining the yeah. three kits. But then in the process to make it happen, yeah. if I'm gathering right, yeah. um, is the foundations that you use are different sizes to raise them to those heights. Yeah. And as a and so you make a, a bottom contrast uh, that. That stands yeah. out as well. That's actually very unique, and um, and yep. you, a lot of ways you can take the shape of those bottoms and yeah, know, yeah. So and I, I've noticed you've done that a lot with you know building that foundation and having a, a like a dock come out of one side and a dock come out of a different one, but at a different height. And um, yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Yep. I work a lot of it out on paper first, as mm-hmm. much as I can draw it on paper or write down the measurements. And then from there, I start laying out the pieces and almost, you know, sometimes I'll even take like masking tape and tape together the walls temporarily. Just so I get a a vision of the 3d model. Yeah. So that's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a, 
it's not a photo sharing moment <laughs> at all, but it, it's definitely very <laughs> yeah. valuable yeah. when you're working on something. Uh, it, it's not pretty, but it definitely lets you visualize uh, right in front of you. Where are you going to go? Yeah. And, and, and from going from either a sketch on paper or something that's in your head, when you're able to just use masking tape on walls that you've cut out, it it becomes tangible then and you can see where you're going to run into problems fitting these walls together or yeah. where things don't quite match up. Yep. Um, so rather than yeah. gluing it together and realizing, Oh, I've made a huge mistake. You can kind of, I've done that where you're able to prevent some problems um, before you start actually really? gl- gluing them together. Yeah. yeah. I'm yep. all a fan for that. Yeah, definitely. It's almost well, we don't like, want Jason. It's almost like, I don't want Jason I, giving away all his tricks. No, no, totally. Before and, he gives the clinic. And, and I, <laughs> but, um, I yeah. actually sent my dad some pictures this weekend of the of like dry, I call it I call it dry fitting. Um, yeah. When you dry fit walls together, uh, I just usually either sure. lean them. Sometimes if you've done the bracing and you've done the, uh, it's bracing, but it's like on the edge where you can. Well, you're put you're putting that piece of balsa wood on the edge, or I'm sorry, not balsa wood, basswood, on the edge where yeah. you can gl- use it as a surface to glue it to the other wall. You can lean them together mm-hmm. even without tape, and see how yeah. things are going to start to fit together. And I often send my dad photos of like what I call quote unquote dry fitted structures together, um, and he'll he'll text back with some criticism, all good, uh, of things that he sees that we should do before we glue it all together and that's a perfect technique uh either whether yeah. taping it or dry fitting it together uh before you yep. glue them yeah yeah and, and you know and and we do that all the time we ask each other our opinions on stuff before we go building it because sometimes i won't see things when i'm building it he Both may less. see well yeah and, 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 and i'm sure you get that way jason you know you're working on something and you you have the blinders on because it's it's something that you're doing and and you don't necessarily when you're working on anything you don't always see your own mistakes yeah and yeah if you're able to share that with someone to kind of proof it before you assemble it or start cutting major sections apart uh that that other person can say like hey uh you should work on that area a little bit more because it looks a little funky um it's just a good it's a good proof mechanism for us but yep. Now yeah, I gotta sure. real quick, guys. I gotta go back. I mean, real quick before we we wrap up here. But I want to go back real quick to scenery. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I had a question for Jason. Then we kind of went off into building world, and, um, <laughs> and I don't even how we didn't even talk about. We we, we kind of map out some. We of the went all over the prior place tonight. with Jason. Yeah. Well, usually before the show, <laughs> we talk to every guest, and then with Jason, of course, we did too uh, about things that we're going to cover and. And and we did not talk about building or foundation or anything like that tonight um, beforehand. But anyhow, uh, back on the scenery, um, and it's just a real quick question with your with dirt. Now, do you buy dirt or do you use your you go out and get your own dirt? It's a I go out question and get my own dirt. Yeah, yeah I, me too. I get, I get real <laughs> dirt. Yeah. <laughs> I know that yep. there's people who go out and they buy dirt, and, I, and there's comp- there's a company or I think there might be two companies <laughs> that actually sell nothing but dirt. I don't even know what the company is anymore. They just sell dirt. What I'm and more interested like, is yeah. is what they're are they just getting dirt out of their own ground or are I, they don't making... know. I don't know. <laughs> I I just you refuse know? to pay for dirt. 
I'm sorry. And I'm not knocking their company. Yeah. If, I, if, if, if they have people willing to pay them for dirt and we they make money them. on it, we're not going to mention them. them. We won't name names. That's but right. That's I would right. rather just pay. Good for them. I would rather just get my own dirt. I'm not buying dirt. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I paid a lot of money well, for the dirt I got. So I'm going to just use the dirt I got. Thank you. <laughs> now, you know? I'm sure. I'm so... fortunate. You know, I'm fortunate living in Colorado. I mean, I can get sagebrush i can get really decent dirt and like different uh different shades of brown dirt like uh there's quite a bit here in colorado uh, right. you may have to drive a little ways yeah. uh but you take a day trip and put some empty buckets in the the trunk of your car and yes. fill hey them up. kids wait in the car with your mom, I'm going to go take some dirt <laughs> while we're driving yeah. on our little side weekend vacation trip here. Now, I know a lot I know the, right? I know a lot of the problem with the area that we live in is uh Pennsylvania's uh, the area of Pennsylvania that we live in is kind of strange. There's all my where my dad lives, it's kind of a mix. Um but if you go much farther east than where my dad lives, it's all clay. It's it's clay, like red hard nasty clay soil um now where i live damp there there's a lot of moisture right right and and the clay soil is not very friendly to work with as far as digging it up because it's wet all the time it's never dry um now where i live which is really only like 30 miles west of my dad uh i live on a big sand bank so my soil is almost like pure sand um, huh. so my dad's is kind of a mix between, which is actually good for what we do because it's, you're able to kind of manipulate it and it's, it's wet enough and it has a little bit of clay it's like that, great in, in between, right? It's got some clay characteristics where you can form it into what you want it. Now it's not like clay where you can sculpt with it, but obviously, yeah. you know, it's, it's just perfect mix between like my area and my dad and a little bit east of my dad where it's like red clay, uh-huh. like pure red clay. So our area isn't very diverse, very diverse with soil. And, uh, <laughs> we're kind of stuck with yeah. a clay kind of soil, but mm-hmm. I've heard, I've heard of people putting dirt in their oven to dry it out. We don't do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've never done that. Yeah, <laughs> well, thanks. I will be, I may be divorced if that happens. Thanks. For, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we got a, we got a new oven this summer and I'm, I'm not tempted. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to attempt to put dirt in my brand new oven. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's okay. not going to go down. I would be, there would be no more model railroading for Brett yeah. if I had put dirt in my oven. Yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, we're not going to even bring that up. No. <laughs> now, my only my only solution to that might be I could get an old baking pan or pick up a cheap one at Walmart and like lay a little bit of dirt on the pan and set out in the driveway for the day. But that's the closest I'm <laughs> yeah. going to come to baking it. Yeah. Yep. yeah, on a hot day, and that would work too. That would definitely work. Yeah. yeah. So, but I but. I don't bake it. Whatever's living in there, critters or whatever. Oh yeah, somebody else said they kill the critters <laughs> off that one. We just you we know? just put them on our layout. And if I got critters, if I got critters in the dirt, uh, I'm gonna. Uh, you'd think you'd see them, right? You'd think you'd. See, uh, well, you know, I'm not they, gonna be putting critters into my. Well, and they and they're they're they've been in our basement now for a year, so they probably died off in that little butter container yeah. you put all that dirt in. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I got the other big tub. I got a big tub of it too. Right. But uh, yeah. So, but yeah, they're not alive anymore. 
So, so, you know, the, so there's a bigger so earthworm real growing quick, out of my layout. Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> real quick with the dirt, um, a lot of times I'll use a uh, a brown paint, a brown acrylic paint that's close to the dirt color, and I put it on really thick onto the uh, the wood, mm-hmm. and then I sprinkle the dirt over that. Huh. Uh, and then I'll start to add my my green and my bushes, and then um, I spray it after I get everything in place. I spray it with a mixture of uh, a, like rubbing alcohol, you know, just right. spray it on there. And then um, I think I use a, a mixture of fifty fifty of water and Elmer's glue. Yep. And then. Um, Put that on over it. And the alcohol. I put it on with a, a, a pretty helps. large. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, it, it really. Yeah, the alcohol helps, helps draw it down, right? That's right. That's okay. right. Otherwise, it'll just beat up on top. Yeah. Sorry. So, I mean, uh, and I use a big, big eyedropper and just start, you know, putting drops of that Elmer's mm-hmm. glue over it. And, and because it's all sprayed with that alcohol, it just spreads out and glues everything down. Oh, oh, oh! Do not do this. Uh oh. When you're you were saying about when you're putting your dirt and stuff down in grass or whatever, and you have one, you think yeah. it's a great idea. I did this one time. Uh, do not use one of those little pump sprayer water bottle things like you do. Use for, <laughs> you know, put uh, sp- you know, pump spray stuff for because when you do the air from it. Shoots the stuff all over the place. Everything, yeah. Oh my gosh! Right. And then you leave these; they look like craters all over the place. You <laughs> yes. can't do that. You have to. I I yes. use the little pipettes. I did it uh, on a live build uh, a couple weeks ago when I was putting the dirt underneath the sawmill, and um, I use I use the the clear pipettes. I ordered them online from um, a medical supply places right off of eBay. Okay. And I bought okay. a bag. I got you go to the store and you get ten little pipettes for six ninety nine at, at Hobby Lobby, and then for for eight dollars and ninety nine cents, I got three hundred various size pipettes <laughs> from a medical supply place because that's all they are, and they're disposable. And you get all different sizes. And I use these clear plastic pipettes, and I use that just like Jason said, where you drop little droplets of the glue. Yeah in the spots where you want it at your pace. And, uh, and once it hits in there and it, you know, and you use the alcohol, it dries, it it draws it down in and you can actually see it spread out slow and easy as it goes down through and, and then just let it go. Let's walk away. Let it, it's going to look like a big muddy mess. But then when you come back the next day, it's all dried out. Every little grain of dirt is glued down and solid. So, yep, that's right. Yeah, that's the right. pipettes are awesome. I mean, I, I have an eyedropper too, and I was using an eyedropper, but then you can only get so much into the little eyedropper, you know. And with a pipette, they're real long, and uh, I could just fill them with a ton of that stuff, and I don't have to keep reloading. Um, but yeah, sure. it's it's a yeah, it's a yeah, it's a, that's the best way to do it, man. Definitely, totally. with an eyedropper, with an eyedropper or with a pipette. Yep. Okay. Well, I do have I have mm-hmm. some spray bottles, and yeah. 
but they're tiny. They're only maybe, I don't know, maybe four inches tall, but I think I got them at a, uh, um, a place that sells stuff to salons. Okay. And they're, they're fine mist. They're fine mist spray bottles. So for my rubbing alcohol, um, I use those uh, fine mist spray bottles, and that's okay. how I apply it. Oh, that's a good idea. So, and then I, you don't have to worry about yeah, rubbing but, alcohol. You don't have to worry about them clogging up. That's the other right. side of those spray right. bottles <laughs> is you put the 50-50 glue in, and then you're pumping the thing, oh, and it doesn't spray out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Then yeah. you end up unscrewing yeah. the cap off, and – trying to shake it up or clean it out oh no no yeah. what a mess so i'm staring at two bottles full of that crap right now and uh, the, uh they've been sitting up there ever since that nightmare and i haven't even done anything with them i was just so mad i just sat them up there but um yeah yeah that's uh, that's pretty cool we covered a lot of ground tonight guys yeah and yeah yeah we i did. should say tonight and last actually night. i think between and, last night yeah. and tonight we are over two hours and eight or nine wow. minutes so oh my wow. word oh yeah we did a chewing on that yeah. time but uh well, that's hey, a, that's that's good i think we covered a bunch and jason yeah. i i always hate getting off podcasts with you and ending them because i feel like <laughs> i always feel like once we're ready to and once i mean obviously obviously the attention span of our listeners it's not three hours so uh, I always, I'm always upset whenever we have to end a podcast, but I always know that you're always willing to jump back on one later. So, oh yeah, um, yep, anytime. We will definitely continue this discussion on another episode, and I, I appreciate you allowing us to eat up one more evening of your time uh, and away oh, from sure. modeling because last night I had an unforeseen power outage. Conveniently, <laughs> you know, when things are. When you don't want things to go wrong, that's when they're going to go wrong. And I had a yeah. power outage in the middle of the night on th- Wednesday night, so we had to continue tonight's episode on Thursday. So uh, I appreciate you getting back on. I really do. Uh, it it was out of my circ- out of my control, and I'm just happy you were yeah. willing to jump back on the show yes. with us. Yes. So, so um, thank you so much for your time and. And, uh, oh, it's are... always it's always so much so much fun, and uh, <laughs> and I just want to say I'm really looking forward to meeting a lot of people that I talked to on Facebook at right. the expo. Me too. Uh, that's coming up. I am oh, really yeah. actually manufacturers. So I'm I'm actually I, I have a I, this whole week is a weird a mix of emotions for me because because I'm I'm doing this race and I'm running and I'm doing my thing that I've been training for for a year now. But I'm I'm excited for that. But I'm also very upset that I'm not gonna be able to meet all these people <laughs> I've been talking to for talking to for the last year on the podcast. So uh, I'm very upset. I'm kind of you know I'm, I'm upset. I'm not gonna meet you guys at the show. And uh, I wish I wish I could have be there to meet you and talk with you and everyone else that we've had on the show as well. So uh, I'm sorry in advance well, for not being there. And you'll be there next year. Well, there. Yeah, yep. There's so many more shows to do. <laughs> right. Well, right, exactly. I'm sure I'm sure our, our paths will cross again in the future, but I know oh, my yeah. dad will be there yeah. and we're, we're going to do a lot of cool stuff at the show, so we look forward to Oh, excuse me. Yeah, we look Great. forward to seeing you at the show and And uh, he's looking Yeah, he's like uh, Jason said he wants to meet some of the people up there 
and uh, I I want to hang out with Jason a little bit and talk. Uh, we're gonna do some stuff, and and uh, it's gonna be great. We're gonna be a good time. Have a lot of fun. Yeah. So. But hey, well, with that, we are going to finally jump off for the night. If you want to <laughs> check out, if you want to check out anything that Jason talked about, we will have a link to his page on Facebook in the show description, um, as well as a bunch of other stuff. We're gonna have links to all the other things that we t- we hit on tonight in the show description. Um, if you want to check out anything we talked about, hit up those links, and you will not be disappointed. Also, we want to thank our patrons we had one new i'm sorry jason we're going to run through this here with you on the show uh we had one new patron this week uh jumped on our patreon page let me find his information uh sorry tom thomas schwartz he joined our patreon page this week and uh we appreciate it so now he has access to our Overtime at the Bench podcast, which is our exclusive patron-only podcast and a bunch of other stuff. So if you want to become a patron just like Thomas, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HOScaleCustoms and uh, join in on the fun for just our patrons. So, um, And with yeah, that, thank you, you, very much, with that you get some stickers and a, you can get a coffee mug and different things at different levels. So, and Jason got a coffee mug, so thanks for picking that up, Jason. Yes, by the way. I did. <laughs> oh, I love that mug. I love it. It looks yeah, like it's a decent-sized mug, we too. Kenny wants a mug. So, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll hook Kenny up. We'll hook Kenny up. But uh, I think, I think uh, it looks like it's a decent-sized mug uh, that you got. So It is, yeah. Um, hopefully, you're using it for coffee and not just like a paint a, a water no I, yeah <laughs> but <laughs> no i use it for coffee i'm thinking about getting another one here just for just for using to clean my brushes so getting like a second one just as like a yeah. modeling mug but uh you know yep. we'll we'll, hey. we'll we'll get that and jason i want to thank you again for jumping on our show so it's yeah. always awesome Love having you. well thank you guys